This show is live. No, oh, look at that. How's that sound, guys? Do I sound good? Scale one to ten, Pat. How's the sound? Eight point five. Eight point five. Very good. Very good. Nine. Jason. Mike says nine. Mike yeah. says nine. Right, thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna Jason. go ten. I'm gonna go ten. ten. Okay, great. Well, I like <laughs> Jason. Thank you so much. It, You're it went, it went like just like the Price Is Right. You know, that's, there it is. that's how yes, it went. Except the, first the other one says way. the number loses. Yeah, you, that's the whole thing. You, Pat, you go to buy a used car or a new car for that matter. Well, you, any kind of negotiation, first person throw out a price loses. Just like you said, Pat, it's a sucker's bet to be the first one to throw out a number. Cause then the person can just go, are you crazy? <laughs> or if it's a low ball thing, then they gotcha. Cause you already started it too low. Yep. It's a losing, it's a lose lose most of the time. Look, Earth is a losing proposition, to be honest. Also true. Life on Earth is a generally a losing proposition. <laughs> just like but Price so, is Right. Just like the Price is Right. So we make the best of it as we go through this, uh, as we go through this life spinning around on this, uh, this big blue marble. It's just a marble, man, and it's flying through the air going a million miles an hour. My George oh. Carlin. Uh-huh. George Carlin. <laughs> I thought that was Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought no. that was cool. Look, it's John, George Carlin doing a Randy Savage impression. <laughs> What's the reverse? Oh, yeah. I want to tell you all about the seven dirty words. I can't say them on the radio <laughs> right now, but there's some words <laughs> that you're not allowed to say, and you want to say them, but you can't. Why do I get no credit for that? Now, that's really good. I mean, it, it's you, getting Mike. better. It's actually yeah. getting better. Thank you, Mike. Are you like, practicing? I mean, no, Mike, wow. you'll never believe I'm not. Are you practicing? <laughs> it's just the worst <laughs> suck up routine I've ever been a part no, of. No, really. Really. I mean, you know, I've humored you in the past, but I mean, it, that was, yeah. that was phenomenal. What you See, did. Phil, thank you. Are See, you I always practicing? thought it was good. I appreciate I always, they didn't need any practice. Um, oh, this, all right. I'm going to barf. <laughs> even, even me with my desperate need for praise has had enough. Even, even I know this is false. Are you practicing? Well, I always liked it. I just killed, killed the stream. We had, we had this. Oh, night. good. Good. Uh, sorry. No. My friends, the best show is here. It is time for another fun episode. Tonight, the topic, we're going to freaky Friday at, Who'd you freaky Friday with? You switch places and who would you, you have to realize that the converse would be true. They would become you. And who would you want running around your life? That's why you better watch. If you go pick, if you're just like, well, of course I'll, I'll take, uh, who's, who's a, who's a, a a lunatic. Give me a lunatic. I can't think of a lunatic right now. Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf. Thank you. (laughs) Dorf. Maybe not the first name that pops up when you say lunatic. Even door. Complete lunatic. But uh-huh. the thing is, you want to you want to be in that Stephen Dorff. You're in his body. You got to realize Stephen Dorff's in your body. Now you got all that uh, all that uh, that uh, that uh, vape juice coursing through your. But you're going to come back. You're going to realize you aged 15 years because he was vaping every every waking moment. <laughs> But no, it is time for the best show to begin. 
the number 2013-323-484. You want to get in on the action? Call up. Be a part of it. We got some fun surprises. But I says to you right now, this is what I says. I says, it's time for the best show. Oh, I says it's time for the best show. What's up, everybody? How are you tonight? How's it going? Everybody here on this Tuesday night in first week of May 2021. What are we doing? We all having a good time? I hope so. I'm having a good time. The phone number. The phone number is 201-332-3484 if you want to get on the action and call up and be a part of the best show experience. Now, many of you over the years have called up and have hung up on you and have yelled at some of you as well. And I know some wear that as a badge of honor that they got. They got old Tom, uh, old Tom shut them down and they, they shake their fist, but they still kind of tell everybody about it that they got that they uh they got shown the door so to speak by old tom and that's uh i'm gonna stop calling myself old tom i don't like how that feels 
even a little bit. Tom. Not old Tom, Tom. I ain't old Tom. But yes, some people they like, they got the door slammed in their face and hung up on and they go, oh, you wouldn't believe what Tom did to me when I called up and I tried to say a thing and then he got mad and I didn't get mad. It's all a larf, my friends. It's all a larf and I'm just continuing the larfing. It's all we can do in this life. Let's continue the larf. So uh, let's continue the larf together, huh? Let me see if this works. Wait one second. So, where was I? 201-332-3484 is a number. We got a uh, we got a uh, uh, Freaky Friday and on the table there. Who would you want to be uh Freaky Friday and with and who would you be comfortable Freaky Friday and back with you? Call up, we'll talk about it. We'll figure them out together. Got other stuff coming up. Uh, I know I got the crew there. We got, uh, AP Mike. He's one of the, he's one of the mainstays of the, of the deal. How are you, Mike? What's going on, Tom? Not a whole lot. You, uh, <laughs> you having a good time? I am. You got a, a cold one? You got a cold one in your hand? I, uh, I pre-gamed. Pre-gamed. I, I, yeah. I wanted to try this, uh, 0.05 thing out. Tell me more about this point oh five thing. <laughs> so I yeah, I just you know, I was telling you about that uh, movie Another Round. Yes. Where the characters try to maintain point oh five alcohol mm-hmm. in their system. Okay. And it, you know, it, it was interesting because there was a point when I'm drinking, it's about three three pints in. Mm-hmm. And I call it the golden glow, where I feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm not drunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm below the the DWI level, but but I just feel good. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to determine that, and so uh, I had four beers four beers before tonight's show. Okay, I feel good, mm-hmm. and um, I'm hoping for a good show. Oh, there we go. That <laughs> I got to say on one on one hand, I'm hoping for a good show as well. <laughs> Another hand, I'm kind of hoping this isn't a tr- an ongoing trend where you. It's like what? It's like you're. It's like flatliners, but with booze. You're trying to find the right combination to get the secret to to some mystery of life. Well, I'm 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 reserved as 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 a sober person. I'm I'm a reserved person. Mm-hmm. So alcohol, you know, loosens me up a little. Yeah. So I feel a little more comfortable, you know, in my own skin. And uh, I'm a little more uh, Gregorious. Okay. A little more. <laughs> I'm glad you're more Gregorious. <laughs> what are you going to do? A chant? <laughs> no, no, no. A Gregorian chant? <laughs> you're Gregarious. Gregarious. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd be Sorry. like, I thought you were going to be like one, like gonna, the, one of those monks. I'm going to give you some layups. Monks? I'm going to give Remember you some those? layups. To- Thank, you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, those are just, that's like T-ball. Uh, I'm going to give you some layups. You, you set that on the stand. Uh, I'm going to help you show And you handed me out. a bat. Yeah. I like it. Now you, um, yeah, well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And when it comes to helping the show out, nobody, 
is more synonymous with that than Pat, our friend Pat. How are you, Pat? Doing good now. Oh, I love it. That's the spirit. <laughs> and of course, last but certainly not least, especially this week, Jason Dudio Gore. How are you, Jason? I'm about uh, nine beers in, Tom. Nine, nine in. Okay. Yeah. Well, and how's that experiment working for you? Uh, I'm way past the golden glow. Okay. The golden glow. People over at Coors are just like, <laughs> sure. Sure about this guy as a spokesman. That would be the greatest thing. Well, what do you think about that, Mike? Well, if we got a full size cardboard cutout of you that could go in a liquor store, like we just made it as if you worked for Coors Light. We <laughs> smuggle, just like smuggle we, it in. Yeah. We just bring it in and <laughs> yeah, unfold that. it in the store. Yeah. And we set it up in front of like a, a display of Coors Light uh-huh. and you see how long it stays up in the store for them. Like, wait, who said, who, first of all, who is that? Uh-huh. Why is there, why is there a life-size cutout of some guy that it says AP minor would be like, it would have like that pre-printed signature on it as if you're like, you're like a NASCAR <laughs> guy or something. What if we just made, what if you dressed? Oh, this would be perfect. You dress up in a NASCAR. Uh, jumpsuit. <laughs> so then they just go, well, oh, I guess man. he's a NASCAR That's guy. That's not going to work because all those NASCAR guys, they look like they're about 12. But, you but never notice about like, those guys with but great mustaches. We, but what if we just put NASCAR legend <laughs> AP Mike? Right? I, I, I think it would be great. I even have, I think I still have a connection at a liquor store I worked at 30 mm-hmm. some odd years ago. And I think they'd, be, you know, I could talk them into that. It's, right, a, well, here's, it's a nice big store. It's a buy right. Here's, here's the new goal. Oh, buy right's great. Who can Alvin. help? I'm rooting whoever, on anybody know it. It's a big nice Whoever store. can help with this. <laughs> we need a photo shoot. We need <laughs> to print them. We need to manufacture <laughs> them. Yeah. You know what, Tom? What's that? I can like? look into this because there was a, uh, a guy who used to go to the restaurant down a block from me and uh, he had some health problems. And you know he was a regular at the at the bar restaurant, and um, they they created a a, a life size cutout of him. So I, I can actually speak well, to the owner there to see where they had that done. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe let's I can figure get, it out. I get some uh, local business uh, owner to do one of me. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely follow. Or, be- up. or better yet, Mike. Yeah. Print up about fifty of them. Let's figure out how much it costs. <laughs> Start selling them. Fifty. I'm telling you, if li- sold- you're, so, you're talking life size, right, Mike? If we did these, you tell me you couldn't. We couldn't sell fifty of these if you sign them. <laughs> I'm thinking of the shipping, Tom. We'll figure the shipping out. <laughs> That's why the the shipping people know shipping is a part of the deal when they buy stuff. <laughs> okay. I think. A, a cutout of you holding a Coors Light can in a NASCAR outfit, as if we put it as if you're just like a like NASCAR legend. We just put like NASCAR legend, AP Mike. Now, where am I going to get the NASCAR outfit? I mean, you, you, there's a lot of work involved. You're not going to with the, the patches. Thing. Oh, you're oh, you're saying Photoshop my head we'll on Photoshop, somebody else? or okay, we'll just right, okay. or we'll just get you in a generic. 
we'll just get you in a generic jumpsuit and somebody will put on like a, like a thing of like uh-huh. a, a Lowe's and another person will put up a thing for Anderson aluminum siding or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, maybe, right? Uh, Judy, Judy, maybe, uh, Judy Rosen could, uh, fashion oh, this for me. Don't loop her with this. <laughs> I'm still exhausted from last week. <laughs> no, but maybe, may, look, maybe though, Mike, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we get you, but I'm telling you, we keep this on the back burner. We think about it. Okay. We start selling some AP Mike full size cutout standees that can go in liquor stores with literally no permission from Coors Light. <laughs> so, and I'll say just like the golden out. It'll say something about the golden glow. <laughs> golden get that glow. golden glow. Yeah. Yeah. AP Mike. NASCAR legend, four time we put like eleven time NASCAR champion. Like, who's going to check that? <laughs> yeah, who's going to verify Jersey. that in, in New, New Jersey? Jersey nobody to check it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. If I went in a liquor store and I saw it said some, if I saw a picture of some guy, like who's the na- give me the name of a NASCAR oh, I guy? I don't know their names. I Kevin see the something. There's like Kevin Harlick. Is that a, Well, I his dad was Richard Petty. I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 but. Kevin Harlick is that a NASCAR guy? <laughs> is that a guy? It sounds like it. Yeah. So if I barely know this stuff, and I watch, I watch Sports Center and all that business. If there was a thing that said AP Mike, well, maybe not eleven-time champion. We'll say just like <laughs> nine. Yeah, four. We'll say four-time <laughs> NASCAR champion AP Mike. Get that golden glow. <laughs> and then um, I got would, the golden glow. Do you? Would he be holding three Coors beers? Because that's the amount of beer that you have to drink to get to the golden glow. It's it's three pints or four, four 12 ounce cans. Ah, so four cans. Yeah, 48 yeah. ounces. Okay. So we'll figure that out. We'll figure the specifics out. I'm telling you, we get these things printed up, Mike. You turn a nice profit. I think it's the way to go. I like the idea. So, so, but I want to say this. The show's been, the show has been, uh, I guess we would call, uh, guest, uh, uh, guest, uh, there's been a guest deficiency on the show. Little get, little lack of, of flamboyance on the show with that stuff. And I, I feel it in my heart sometimes. But then people are like, well, why don't you just go get Cameo and get somebody to do it? It's Cameo stuff. If you're on Cameo doing those, God bless you. God bless you. You're making people happy, I'm sure. I, I, that doesn't move the needle for me, these Cameos. I, I watch videos of people watching a Cameo where they're like, oh, my God. Uh Bruce Boxleitner just told me happy, uh, happy birthday, right? Oh my God, I'm watching the thing. Uh, 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 soup Nazi, soup Nazi just congratulated me on on uh, on graduating from college. <laughs> I watch these things. Good for these people. Or they'd be like, oh, I can't believe Mark Gastineau just told me uh, 
keep your spirits up or whatever it is. I watch them and I want I I just I just I'm numb to them. They don't do it for me. Then I get a call. I get a text on on the weekend from Jason Gore. And look, think I want to read this on the weekend? No, I don't. <laughs> he says you got to check this out. There's a video I need you to watch. And I thought it was going to be one something of him doing a thing. It wasn't. Were you, were you worried that it was like a, a Dr. Phil video or something? I thought it was going to be a full length version of your one, one man show. <laughs> and you wanted me to just sit down wherever yeah. I was and watch seven, 70 minutes of you <laughs> doing your thing. And I would have, I would have maybe not in one sitting. Right. But I would, I would have definitely watched it, and I would love to watch that. That'd be great to see. You're very funny. Thank you. But he says, watch this video. Now, I watch this video, and trust me, I almost, I, I, I barely, I got moved. He, he, he got me something, and I was so moved by it. I opened the video, and who's on the screen? None other than one of my all-time heroes, Robert Fripp from King Crimson, is looking at the screen. And it sounds something like this. Tom, Robert Fripp, waving to you from the cellar of our home here in Bredenborough, Middle England, to congratulate you on actually getting It Never Ends ended. And I would like you to know that I have pre-ordered it from Amazon here in England, and it may come out on July the 6th over there. It comes out here a month later. But I'm a patient man. Jason would like you to know how excited he is with your amazing book. And Jason is all over it. As my own personal thank you to you and your work, and to celebrate your book coming out, I would like you to invite you to the King Crimson Show in Holmdel, New Jersey, which is currently scheduled for Sunday the 5th of September. If that's no good for you, well, there's Philly on the 7th of September, and providing these go-ahead... Your name plus one will be on my personal guest list for those shows. So, look, lots of love, Tom. Congratulations and bless you for your work over the years. Cheers from Robert. Oh, my God. I could not believe it. I got truly moved by that. Jason. You did it. Thank you. You are very welcome. And I'll say this, Jason. Let me just say this. Yeah. 750,000 points. Wow. I'll take them. 750,000 points. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Don't ask. That's tacky. That's tacky. 
I'm just curious. Just curious. Okay, 750,000. Great job. Great job, Jason. I was shocked. Um, usually when you order one of those things, you don't know what it's going to be. So when it came in over the weekend, I was like, oh, my God, this is A, like when I, I put in the information, I just gave the information about you. I gave the information about the book and the rest of it. He researched and bought your book. And it couldn't have been, I don't, of all the cameos and stuff like that that I've seen, I don't think I've seen one that was kinder. No. And uh, yeah, I was, I was blown away. No, Robert I Fripp. I think I can top it. All right. Get his wife in there. Toya? Yeah. Mike had to take the wind out of your cells. <laughs> Yeah, I think I can talk. The wheels, the wheels yeah. are moving, you know? It's like, the wheels are moving. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. Jason, you choked me up with that. You choked me up. I didn't know what to do. I never fall for those things, but I got choked. Look, maybe he didn't. Pre- maybe he lied about pre-ordering the book. I'm going to assume he didn't. Why would he lie about that? It's a weird thing that. to lie about. Yeah. And does the book speak? Come- does the book come out an extra a month later in the UK? I have no idea. I guess it does. Because in the US, it never ends. My book uh, the, that uh, uh, people are laughing at and, and cheering and crying and having a grand old time with comes out on July 6th in the United States, and you can get it everywhere. He's got it from Amazon. You can get it from anywhere. Get it from a small bookstore. Get it from a big bookstore. Just get it. That's all I ask. You go to TomWroteABook.com and get more information on it. You read reviews of it that we got up on there. Kurt Vile saying nice things. Uh, John Oliver saying nice things. Oh, and also at the beginning of the show, I forgot to say, we just heard from, uh, we tried to play it last week, Islands. Uh, we're going to play the song Set the Fairlight last week, and I, I blew it with my computer system, and but now it works. It's fixed. It wasn't broken. I just had a thing. Volume was down on it. I'm trying to make it sound like it was worse than it was because it was just me being stupid. Why won't this play? It's because the volume's down. Tom, you dunce. But yeah, so we heard Set the Fairlight from the upcoming Islands record, uh, Isla Mania, which comes out in June. So you get ready for that. And that's a great album. I've been listening to that and uh, been listening to a lot of Islands in preparation for something that old uh, Nicky Diamonds and I are figuring out. Um. But that's a story for another day. Today, we talk about this Robert Fripp uh, thing that Jason got me. I loved it. Jason, you got me choked up. You got me choked up. I legitimately got choked up when I heard that. This guy's one of my all-time heroes. Greatest guitarist ever. Reinvented his playing style just to accommodate Adrian Blue uh, making elephant sounds on his guitar. Moved to New York, broke, broke up King, King Crimson, moved to New York, started uh, getting involved. When all the other all, uh, uh, 
all the other Prague people are saying, ah, oh, disco is terrible and all this stuff. He was in New York City, loved disco in the mid seventies, was saying this is a cultural movement that is as so exciting and so thrilling. He was thrilled by that. He did the Frippertronics. Can't say enough about how much I admire him. Um, yeah. Somebody on Twitter saying that uh, couldn't help the suspicion that you wrote the ordering the book part into the script. Yeah, I just I don't that. think so. No. Yeah. I'm going to say that's not true. Not true. So anyway, thank you, Jason. You're I might welcome. play that. I'm going to play that later. And uh, look, I'm not saying not saying Mike and Pat, you got to go buy a, a cameo. Just saying, let's 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 keep the spirit of the show up. Let's keep the spirit of the show up. Let's keep it fun and exciting. We'll ride the excitement of something like that going to the future. How's that sound? Pat? Yes. Thoughts? Any thoughts on that? I agree. Uh-huh. I want to say this, Pat. You're a class act. Back at you. And Pat <laughs> sent me. Mike uh, Pat sent <laughs> Pat sent me the John Swartz Welder article over the weekend, the the article that uh, our friend Mike Sachs wrote about uh the guy uh John Swartz Welder, the Simpsons writer. The elusive Simpsons writer. Recluse almost. Rec almost, yeah. And uh I thought it was a really good article. It was interesting. It's then that, well, you know what, this, does this happen to you, Pat? And tell, tell me this. You find yourself, you get, you ever get mad at something and then you start to go like, well, why am I mad at this? And then you realize, oh, I'm not mad at the person that this is about. I'm mad at people talking about the person. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I mean like, like bad fans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Bad fan. I mean, we, didn't we do a show, great art, bad fans? We did. We did do that. Yeah, that like that. Um, yeah, people can ruin anything. Uh, but I, I was, I was blown away when I just was. I woke up that Sunday, this past week, and mm-hmm. I see a post from Mike Sachs saying he had, he interviewed John Swartzwelder. I was like, I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think anyone ever would have that. And uh, and I mean, you know, I just thought it would be, you know, it's like. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, make comparisons or anything. But like you know, the guy's like just famously not given any interviews for about anything. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, holy, you know. So I mean, I read it. It's great. Congrats to Mike. And um, you know, it's a great article. People should check. Yeah. it Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to say this: the fans of this guy. There's people. They were like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest comedic voice." In my lifetime. It's like, really? You sure about that? You sure of greatest voice? It's like, no, he's look, a guy's a wizard and a brilliant guy. I'm not undeniably brilliant, highest level comedy mind. But then, and that's fine. You're all excited about him. I think a part of it is the packaging of it. It's the way everybody gets all twisted with, uh, Jeff Magnum. What's his name? Uh, the, uh, neutral milk hotel fella where right. like this is the greatest it's like he's the greatest because he split yeah that's why you think he's all that's like you're you're that's adding to why to his greatness is that 
he's unobtainable. And that, that makes, that creates a certain amount of, 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 it's, it's like you get, you get, uh, you get, uh, uh, it's like catnip. You get hooked on it. Everybody right. likes a story behind a thing. Like a thing isn't enough. It has to have a story behind the thing. And John Swartzwelder fits the bill for that. Jeff Magnum fits the bill for that. The, the people who, that's why people are always obsessed with people that die too soon. But look at this. I like the pe- I, I, I always think you gotta keep in mind the people that look, if, if you pass away, you pass away. Of course, that's not comparable, but you gotta give credit. You can't diminish the people that stick around and keep going. Because look, that guy wrote a bunch of books and stuff. I, I did not like. I don't like those books. I, I think those books are corny. Uh, to be honest, I read two of them. I thought they were like uh, they were like Doctor Doctor John Bathroom Readers, or were almost at that level, like word word play, and didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah but you love them if if you love them. I'm not saying you, Pat. If somebody out there loves them. Uh-huh. More power to you, baby. More power to you. You find the thing you love and you hold on to it both hands. Those books didn't do a whole lot for me. But I read something where some guy was like tweeting just like, this is the greatest career advice I've ever seen in terms of writing. And I, in my entire life, it has never been expressed in this way. And basically all the guy was saying was, yeah, you, you write a sloppy first draft of it. Then you go back, you put jokes in on the second pass. Punch it up. Yeah. yeah. Wait, <laughs> you, you say this guy invented punch up? Yeah. John Swartzwelder invented punch up? He invented getting the, getting the mechanical part of a, a, a script or, or uh, an article or whatever you're writing down. And then you go back and make it better. No, it's nice to be reminded of, but no, it's nice to be. Yeah. But I saw people literally just saying like, this is the greatest advice I've ever seen. In my life, and this is why he's a genius. It's like, I don't think this is why he's a genius. The greatest thing is that the guy gave an interview. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the gift. No, he's a very interesting guy. Yeah. And he gave, he gave a very interesting interview. I was very, I'm glad Mike got that and I'm glad I got to read it because he's a compelling figure. But it's like, you want to talk about that army man stuff? Oh, the army man magazine, which there were three issues of that. Had all these comedy people participated in it. Say this. I'll put Andy Breckman, right? Andy Breckman is in, uh, Army Man. Andy Breckman, you put, you could put Andy Breckman right next to John Swartzwelder. I would agree with that. Early Letterman. Yep. Killed it on SNL. Just, I feel like he did George Meyer and these people, there's so many people you could put right next. The only difference is that they didn't bounce. Right. So that's it. That's all. You know, uh, Mike price from the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know him, but I, I think I met him. I'm, I met it. I met his wife and his brother okay. at a local bar. Uh huh. I taught you a big time Tom. Well, thank you, Mike. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I was out no, there serious. networking for you. Mike, what, what, thank you. This? Yeah. When was this? This was uh, mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, actually, I talked more to his his brother's wife 
mm-hmm. <laughs> that I spoke to him. And uh, I mentioned that you were on the show. Uh, she mentioned that uh, Mike Price often pumps his brother for information to for her stuff on the show, and he doesn't get any credit. <laughs> oh, Mike, this made me want to leave that off the air, but... <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not cutting that out that's it yeah. yeah well i mean it's you know that to, to me that sounds natural you know there you you, you want to get certain details right from when you're growing up you can ask your brother you know he was there so it's right? my so it's mike price so you met what were the and names low and well, half yeah, well yeah i, I thought like i said i don't even i didn't even get the brother's name my, i think it was half <laughs> right but uh she was very nice and low and i think her name was low <laughs> You get it, Mike? Yeah, I get it. Low price, half price. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Mike, I got to say this. Our friend, uh, I, I don't know if he wants to be named for this. I heard he have a picture of you wearing a, wearing a, a NASCAR. I think there is already, there already, has there? already been okay. designed. All right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, surprised. Yeah. I'm gonna is that on Twitter? Uh, let me just say, can I post this? Hold on. And I post this. Let's see. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't well, smell, them. smell them. Now, do you want credit? That's what, that's the tricky one. Who is the artist? My guy, I'm, I've got to find out if we oh, have okay. permission for credit. Okay. It's Eric White. Oh, okay. Like, oh, wow. A, okay. He's a fine artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a fine artist. This isn't some fly-by-night paste-up job. No, he's spending his... I'm going to send it to Jason and Pat right now. Okay. And Mike, I'm going to say, you cut you cut a, a dashing figure <laughs> here. I might... I might well, they all look like they're 15, so yeah, I'm sure with a... With a fifteen-year-old's body, I'll, I'll look all right. Yeah, I saw if I walked in a liquor store and I saw that there, I'd be like, "Man, maybe I'll try some Coors Light tonight." <laughs> uh-huh. Pat, we got any calls? We sure do. We have a big one too. Okay, give me a small one, then a big one. Okay. Hey, Tom, does he want uh, credit on this? Yeah, he does. Okay, great. I don't know if he wants it. He'll take it. Do you like it, Jason? It's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's real good. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi, this is Nick from Seattle. How are you doing? Nick from Seattle. What's up, Nick? Uh, I'm actually calling today on behalf of the Jim Henson Company. Are you having a Muppety Day? All right. I'm going to just say this to you right now. You're yep. so close to getting hung up on. You can, we can move forward. 
you can talk to me normally or you can do the Muppet routine and the call is going to end. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just calling on behalf of my employer. The okay, goodbye. I want Thank to you for to- calling. No, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Got calling his Muppet is is a Muppet chunk. I'm gonna call in. I'm gonna say I work for Jim Henson. I'm gonna sit on hold for three and a half hours. Tom loves when people call up and do routines. All right, give me a straight call, please, Pat. Here comes a straight one. Best show, hi. Hi. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Katie in Ohio. Katie in Ohio. What's up, Katie? Uh, so I wanted to tell you that I found out something about Lou Reed and my family. Um, so it's going to upset me. Is, no, no, no. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So there's this story that I've always known that when uh, my brother was a baby. He and my parents were in New York City visiting my grandparents, and they were on an elevator, and Lou Reed stepped on and said that my brother was a beautiful baby. And I haven't thought about this story in years, but then you mentioned Lou Reed on Double Threat, and I asked my mom about it, and it turns out Lou Reed lived in the apartment right above my grandparents, and he had a little dog that you could hear running across the floor. Oh, that's fantastic. So you said your brother was a beautiful baby when your brother was a baby. Yes. And how long ago was this? Uh, about 30 years ago. How many years? Early 90s, 30 years. Oh, cool. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I thought I should tell you. No, that's a great story. That, that makes my night even that much better. Oh, good. What else is going on tonight, Katie? Well, it's raining, and I am laying in bed. That's about it. Sounds sounds like a decent enough night. Yeah, not bad. What you have for dinner? Oh, um, so my fiance actually just came in and said I should uh, tell him about the dreams I've had about you. Is this going to upset me? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Well, let's find out. Tell me about the dreams you've had about me. Okay, so I had one. I ain't no murderer. I'm not a murderer in these dreams, right? I ain't murderer. No, no. Okay. All right. Um, I had one that (laughs) I went to like an open mic night at a coffee shop and you played the double threat theme on acoustic guitar and then you kissed my forehead. Okay, well. It was nice. That's a nice moment. Yeah. I played the double threat theme by Mike Kroll, our friend Mike Kroll, mm-hmm. on acoustic guitar and then kissed you on the forehead. That, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, it was nice. That is nice. Yeah. You should see the dreams I got. I'm getting oh, yeah? hunted down, chased. Mad Max. It's like Mad Max. Like I'm, 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 I go to bed. Suddenly I go to Mad Max world. Oh no! You think you think I was? You think it was Mad Max all of a sudden? An yeah. original Mad well, Max. Mm-hmm. Not that, that would be mad, Max. but I'm sure it's scary. 
that new Mad Max, I think we can all say that kind of stinks, right? The one everybody's yeah, all excited about. I haven't seen that about. either, but it didn't look interesting. It, it would look. It's fine. It's exhausting, though. I don't know who. Yeah. It's like watching. It's like it's like watching somebody high playing a video game. Oh no, that's the worst. Well, it's it's look. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. I I didn't love it. Yeah. Well, I get why people yeah. loved it. Didn't do it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Like the new Star Wars. Like the new Star Wars. I do want footage, and and also today is the big day. All these Star Wars fans are saying, "Oh, it's Star Wars Day," because there's like a oh, yeah. pun, and I don't get it. I don't get the pun. You don't get the pun? No. No. What is it? Well, should it? May the force be with you. Yes. No. I'm. Fine. I know that's in the movies. May the force be with you. Right. 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 But it's so it's May the fourth today. But why would you say today, may the force be with you? I don't understand it. Well, c- today's May 4th. And today's not, today, it's not May, but it's not May 4th. It's May 4th. Oh! Oh! Oh, uh, my fiance just came in again and said, it's not a pun. It's C-3PO's birthday today. All right. Tell him to calm down. Oh, Tom says what, to calm down. What, what is he uh, writing a Star Wars FAQ book? Uh, Star Wars cool. fan fiction. Tom the coolest. He's writing Star Wars fan fiction? No, not really. I made that up. Oh, I was going to say. You might want to climb out the window. Yeah, right? get out while I still can. Yeah, get out while you still can. While he's just like... yeah. Honey, can I read you uh, some of my Star Wars fan fiction? Uh, chapter 11. Uh, R2-D2 went into the cantina looking for some oil. And uh, who should come out from behind the bar but IG-88, uh, who was looking for revenge because of the bounty hunter uh, problem in, uh, on the deck of the uh, Imperial Cruiser. What do you think? Meanwhile, I'm making a rope out of my sheets. Yeah, meanwhile, you're just like, yeah, exactly. There's like you, you're just like, I'm going to put my R2-D2 mask on and uh, my C-3PO mask on and lay in bed. And then meanwhile, you just are hiding under the bed waiting for him to like look to the one side so you can run out the other side. Mm-hmm. Another thing that he'd look in the window would be open. He'd assume you went out the window and he would run there. And then, but you're hiding behind the curtain. Like an old fake. Right. No, switcheroo. Well, Katie, thank you for the call. Of course. Thank you. Have a grand evening. What lines do we have going, Pat? We have one, two, five, four. I will take five, please. Hello, best show. Hello, best show.
hear something. You'll never guess who it is. I'll never guess who it is. I can already tell who it is. What were you playing in the back there? What do you think it was? It was a little quiet. I couldn't hear who, who, who what it was. Oh, it was the Hooters. The Hooters. Oh, which that look. And we danced. And we danced. That's the classic hit by the Hooters, which means as if I didn't recognize your voice, that alone would tell me who this is. Well, I was playing it on the teeny speakers. Sure. Oh, you have it going through your TV? No, I have a little mouse friend, and I made a little stereo for him in the corner. Okay. And your your mouse friend likes to listen to the Hooters? He does now. <laughs> oh, this is Philly boy Roy. How are you, Roy? Well, you know, truthfully, I'm kind of PO'd, Tom. Okay. Why, why are you PO'd? Check it out. If, if I see one more story in the trades where Kate Winslet says how hard it is learning that Delaware County accent for her new HBO show, Mayor of Easttown, I'm going to hurl a pony keg of yingling through the plate glass window at Gino's Steaks and also Jim Steaks and probably Pat Steaks, too. Okay. That's what, so that's what everybody's talking about? Oh, yeah, it's in all the trades, Biority, uh, Vanity Flare, a uh, couple of the other ones. Couple, yeah, the broadsheets. Sure, the broadsheets. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I, I, I tried my best to help her and those other actors, but there's only so much one Philly boy can do. Wait, what, what do you mean when you say you tried to help her and those other actors? Oh, yeah. I was hired as dialect coach for that show back in 2019. Didn't I tell you? No, this is totally news to me now. You were a dialect coach. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it's like, who, who else are they going to get? It, it's like that song from Ghostbusters. When something sucks in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Roy Ziegler. That's how the song went originally on Ray Parker Jr.'s demo. That's what the words was. Hold, hold on. When something sucks, I can't even. <laughs> who are you going to call? Yeah, you, Roy, you got it, yeah. Roy Ziegler. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Didn't know that Ray Parker Jr. would have demoed the Ghostbusters theme to make it about you. And then what, he switched it at the last second? Yeah, they, they told him he had to switch it because they was afraid I was going to sue. Mm-hmm. And ironically, then he got sued by someone else. Huey Lewis, right. Yeah, yeah Huey Lewis, because uh, of that, 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 uh, that bass riff. That's right, yeah. And then I went after Huey, too. You went after Huey Lewis? I did, yeah, yeah. Why? Because he had an album called Sports, and I wanted to call my album Sports. So you sued him. I did, yeah. Uh, you're not going to believe it, but I lost. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a shocker. You you mean you lost the case where you sued Huey Lewis for calling an album sports because you wanted to call your album sports? Yeah, it's, truthfully, I, I had a really bad lawyer. Mm-hmm. Who was your lawyer? 
Roy Jr. Yeah, that might do it. He was one. Because, <laughs> yeah, the timeline would work out. You had a one-year-old representing you as your attorney. Yeah, not one of my better ideas, right? I mean, what did you think? The judge was going to just think he was cute or something? and then That's exactly what I thought, yes. Yeah, of course it is. It does. That's not a hard one to get to, Roy. I, I thought within like two minutes... Roy Jr. would be on his lap and, and the judge would be bouncing him up and down going, adjourned. I find in favor of the baby and his client. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, what did the judge say? He, he threw the gavel at me. Okay. So you literally got hit by his gavel. He threw the gavel at me, and then he had Roy Jr. Imp- I guess you you don't impound the kid. You put, he put him in, in, in child protective services for like a week, and then I finally got him back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that all's well that ends well, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so check it out. So I get called to do this mayor of East town thing. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm talking to the producer, and we haggle for a few minutes. I tell him my day rate. But we come to an agreement where they agree to pay off all my parking tickets, and and we're good to go, right? Okay. Yeah, so I go to the first meeting. I can't believe when I walked into the room there. All the main actors, almost nobody was American. Kate Winslet's from England. Guy Pierce is from England. Another dude is from England. One dude's from Scotland. And there was the chick who was Australian. I was shocked, you know, and, and look, truthfully, they was probably as shocked by me and the outfit I was wearing. Um, guess what I was wearing? Okay, let me see if I can, just knowing you. Yeah. Uh, probably Eagles jersey. You no, know, probably a Flyers jersey. Yeah. Um, Eagles uh, Eagles, uh, baseball cap. Take it one step further. Eagles helmet. Yes. With a Philadelphia 76ers ski cap on top of it. Wait, did you see photos of this? No, I'm just, I, this is how well I have a handle on how you think, Roy. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, sweatpants were probably the, uh, probably, uh, probably Sixers sweatpants. Yep. Um, I think I had on on my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on your feet. Philadelphia Flyers skates. You did see a photo of me. I, Roy, I did that's, not see a photo. That's what I had on. Well, that's what I had on, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's that's a pretty, uh, that's a very, you're, you were all Philly, huh? Oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those skates, are, those skates are, are, are hard to walk in, I got to say. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so to get this straight, though, you were not at an ice rink. You were at a business meeting, and you're wearing skates. Yeah, yeah. It was it was at the Four Seasons on Nineteenth. Super ritzy. And I'll tell you, I ain't been there since I held David O. Russell hostage and made him audition me for Silver Linen's playbook. In the end, he ended up going in a different direction with a different actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember the, the cat's name. Yeah. But, you know, full, full, full honesty, I... I wiped out several times when my blades got stuck in the carpet. And the first time I fell, I spilled my strawberry yoo-hoo all over the script supervisor. Okay, so you started off on on the literal uh, bad footing. I I did, yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of that strawberry yoo-hoo, yeah, I'm into health food now. I have a mixed Caesar salad every two weeks along with my usual well-rounded diet. So you're into health food because you drink strawberry Yoo-Hoo. Don't forget that mixed Caesar salad every two weeks. So once every two weeks, you go to McDonald's and order their Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah, with fries, of course, and maybe even a cheeseburger. Sure. No, of course. Well, you gotta. You can't just eat a salad by itself. Yeah, and then of course you need dessert, so a McFlurry is is definitely in the uh, in the offing. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to assume uh, between you and I, probably a chance uh, some of the time you don't finish that salad. Sometimes I don't start the salad. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you do with it? Sometimes you know I'll take a photo of it. I'll gram it so people. Basically, so Rhoda sees my my Instagram feed and gets off my ass about not about eating healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Then I delete it. <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah. Well, look, I'm glad you're eating healthy these days, Roy. We need you to. We need you healthy. <laughs> I feel really good now. Yeah. yeah. Sure. No. <laughs> how how could you not with uh some fries and strawberry yoo-hoo? Oh, yeah, those vitamins pumping through my veins. Yeah, you're probably ready to take on the world, huh? Absolutely, yeah. So so check it out. At, at this point, I, I don't even know what this show is is called, you know. So I, I, I'm just there to get these Holly weirdos up, up to speed on, you know, how, how, to, how to talk talk the talk. And when I found out the show was called Mayor of Easttown, I go, you know, you should change it to the mayor of Roxborough and have it be about me and my shenanigans. Okay. How how did that go over? Well, at that point, I handed the creator, uh, Brad Inglesby, an 82-page treatment that I carry around with me at all times in case just such a moment presents itself. And he, he said he'd read it that night, but... Tom, I swear I saw Guy Pierce using it to prop up his laptop for a cameo a couple days later. Hmm. Yeah. So that's a, well. That that must have stung. Another Hollywood lie. Yeah. Another Hollywood lie. I'm sorry, Roy. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell you what. Once we got down to business, you should have seen the actors' faces when I wrote out the name of Philly's main river and asked them to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it's spelled S-C-H-U-Y-L. 
K I L L. Oh my God. Scorkle? Scoozy? Scorkle? You idiots. It's so clear. So you, you, did you call them idiots? I did, yes. And, you know, look, Kate did nail water right off the bat, you know, but any clod can get that right, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of her, I get into this whole tete-a-tete with her. You didn't know I spoke Spanish, did you? I, I didn't. I still don't. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, so check it out. The show is set in Delaware County. Yeah. She had, these res- she had reservations about me having a handle on that accent because, I, you know, I ain't actually from Delaware County. And I go, look, I may be Roxborough for life, but I get around, and I get around hard. I know every nook and cranny of Delaware County like the back of my copy of Blue Oyster Cult's Mirrors album. You know, fun fact about that album, a lot of people don't know the front cover picture is a painting, not a photo. Mm, That's interesting. I I don't know if I knew that. You got to check it out sometime. But look, when when it came time to put the rubbers in the road, she just wouldn't do the real work. And what 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 is the real work? Oh, you know, going on a fourteen day bar crawl, hitting all the funkiest dives in Delco with me and Roy Junior. You know, he can drive now. Okay. Yeah, you know, so basically just hitting all the cool spots, you know, in Yaden, Colwyn, East Lansdowne, Glen Olden, Marcus Hook, Upper Darby, Rutledge, Trainer. Marple, Radner, Chadsford, Boothwin, Haverford, Wawa. You know, which a lot of people don't know, Wawa is a town as well as a five-star restaurant. Where else? I, I didn't know either of those. I didn't know Wawa was a town. I didn't know that it literally got five stars. Oh, yeah. I've been to one that has a table. What? What? what say that again? I've been to a Wawa that had a table. A table, like a like. Yeah. But did they have like a waiter come over? No, but it was a table. You know, you you order your hoagie at the at the hoagie station, and then you sit down, and you enjoy your hoagie. Okay, well that's nice. I one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where else were we going to go? Falcroft, uh, Upper Providence. Okay, Coast. okay, Roy. Okay, I get, I get. How many more of these? Uh, Lower Chichester, Drexel Hill, which is, of course, where psychotic Norman wrote and rehearsed what would become 1985 Davy Jones water cooler seven inch, uh, Nether Providence, Tinicum, mm-hmm. Ridley Park, which is, of course, where the Dead Milkmen had their first rehearsals with Dean Clean coming all the way in from Percocy. You know, places like that. Is that on that single? Is Cosmic Rap on the flip side? No, uh, well, uh, a side is uh, Cosmic Rap, and uh, number two slot is Davy Jones Water Cooler. Uh, okay. no, I'm sorry, man, I mean, this is the leadoff track. Davy Jones Water Cooler is number two flip side because it's so long. It's an epic Cosmic Rap. Okay, cool. That's I. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It's a crucial seven inch. It's it's crucial. Yeah. It is. I seen a guy at the FMU Records there sell it for two hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. 
that's, that's cool. Check it out. Anyway, after I run down that very short list of places we were going to visit, she was all, those all sound like English town names, Roy. And I was like, hey, go back to drinking hot tea and eating digestives. We had them first, babe. Okay. How'd that go over? Well, you know, she was not into it, and she had, like, you know, she pulled up these websites, and I'm like, you know, anyone can put anything on the web, honey. Mm-hmm. A lot of babes and honeys you're saying here, but let's... And she, um, she hated both of them, Tom. Oh, there's a shocker. She didn't like, she didn't like the dialect coach calling her babe. Well, you know, it was my turf. Okay, so that's a, so it's a turf that you see it as a turf thing then. It's a turf war, like that great movie Turf War from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turf War. What movie is that? Oh, I think it's. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm think. Oh, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Silkwood. Yeah, that's different. That's 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 not Turf War. Wait, I thought, no, she has that funky new wave haircut. I thought she was like a new wave singer, and there was this other band that was coming into her town, and she had to get off work at the nuclear plant to go mm-hmm. have like a, a, a battle with them. Isn't that it? I'm pretty sure that's not the plot of Silkwood. Oh, I thought I saw a log line once that said that. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you really got that industry... You got the, all the trades, the the what did you call them? The broadsheets or whatever. Broadsheets. Oh yeah. 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 yeah all the magazines. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All times. Yeah. That's that's when that's when you're you're needed on set is the call time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Reshoots. That's when like an actor they they process the film and they realize one of the actors had like uh, a chive in his teeth, so they got to reshoot. Okay. Well, that's, 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 uh, this is a real look behind the curtain. <laughs> that's right. Mr. Showbiz. Hey, so, so check it out. I, I, I tried to bond with Kate on, on cultural stuff like common ground. It turns out she's from Reading, England. So I asked her the, the first logical question. You know, if she ever, if she saw Twisted Sister at the Reading Festival in 82 when they got pelted with pee bottles, but she didn't know what I was talking about. No, that's a sounds, that sounds, weird that she wouldn't know that i know it's like in your backyard it's the biggest thing that ever happened to that town yeah, sure sure twisted sister playing there when she was a child yeah and that no. so so okay so she so it sounds like you and you and kate winslet had some some rocky uh a rocky relationship yeah, so I, I try to show her how to do things Philly style, you know, I, you know, like how to how to steal a whole display box of peanut shoes when the Sunoco cashier ain't looking. Uh, how to order and eat a hoagie? We got into a big screaming match about that, Tom. A screaming match about how to eat a hoagie? How to order? How to order a hoagie? Okay. Now, what well, what is that? She wanted. Her role toasted. Okay. I know that's a big no-no for you. Massive no-no. And so I'm already furious. And then I tell her, you know, oh, you got to get chips. They call them crisps over in England. 
Anyway, she she went over to the chip rack and she picked hers chips, not Uts. Oh my goodness! I, I can't. I can't. I don't know how you could have how you could have contained yourself. I didn't. I I ran out of that Wawa screaming. I don't know her. I don't know her. Which was smart because it drew all the attention to Kate and deflected it from the twenty-five tasty cakes I had under my trench coat. I mm-hmm. saw it with my buddy Patrick, Patrick Burkery. He's a tea cake head, also. Okay, well that's good. That's uh, I mean, well it's not good that you're shoplifting tasty cakes. That's not good. Oh, that could that could be debated too. No <laughs> way. What could be debated? Well, maybe Patrick didn't have no money that night. Hmm. Well, did he? Hungry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then he did have money. Yeah, we bought a whole bunch of weed that night. He, he paid for it. Okay. All right. Well, Roy, that's yeah. So she she really seemed to get on your on your bad side. Yeah, we did not get along great. I, I did get along great with uh, with Jean Smart. She was really cool, and uh, we actually had a couple grunt sessions. What? Oh, wait, just tell me, what's a grunt session? First, let me ask, this isn't an X-rated uh, show, is it? Oh, okay, that's awful. I don't like that. I didn't know that's what that was. Oh, see, uh, you, you got to get, get a lot hipper. Yeah, I guess I do. I guess I got to get a lot hipper. I, I didn't know what that was, and I... I, I wish I still didn't know what. I wish I could go back to the innocence that I had one minute ago. You know that song, If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher? Yeah. The original lyric was about going back in time so she could not she could not find out about that very term. Wow. Well, then I guess I have something in common with Cher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roy, Roy, the, the, the big thing here is that I cannot believe you even got hired as a dialect coach. And I'm not even sure how this happened exactly. Oh, yeah. The Ziegler's got a long history of doing dialect work over the years. My dad, uh, Philly man Stan, he coached Burt Young on Rocky and Donna Pascal on that TV show Angie with their Philly speak. Mm-hmm. And Stan's uncle, Broad Street Bill, he coached Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, and Catherine Hepburn in the Philadelphia story back in 1940. How crazy is that? That is that. Well, that's very interesting, you know. But I would I would say that um, the Philadelphia story, I'm pretty sure, was probably not filmed in Philadelphia. I would think it would be filmed in Hollywood. That's where they made all those movies. Oh, well, when I say he coached them, I mean he saw the movie at the Fox Theater on 16th and Market and yelled at the actors until the ushers called the cops on him. <laughs> you know, he he became known as the Center City movie yeller, and he even did some personal appearances at Local Five and Dimes, where he earned neither fives nor dimes. So your was it was it your grand uncle? He would be my grand uncle. Yes, yeah, yeah. Your your grand uncle. So your grand uncle. God, 
was known for yeah the what was he called the Center City Yeller. The Center City Movie Yeller. The Center City Movie Yeller. Um, I guess that means that there was just a Center City Yeller who your uncle, your granduncle needed to differentiate from. That's right. There was, a, there was another guy who would just go up and down Broad Street yelling at people. Sure, sure. So, so he was a little bit of a, a celebrity is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't monetize it, though. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. He well, died in a ditch. He died what? He died in a, in a ditch. Yeah, <laughs> okay. up, up around Pottsville. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, the, the rest in power to your granduncle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyhow, uh, so here's the way that this whole mayor of Easttown thing ended. Guy Pierce. He was mad at me because he thought I stole his wallet. And, and he made this big stink about it to the director and the creator and the mm-hmm. showrunner. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to ask, Roy, um, did you steal his wallet? Well, define steal. Define steal. Okay, well, this is a pretty easy one. Um, did Did his wallet end up in your pocket? Did you take his wallet from him and put it on your own person. Oh, then yes. Yes, I did do that. Okay. Yeah, well, then that gives him every right to accuse you. He was rightfully accusing you of it. Well, that that can be debated, but I get up and I I tell them, you know, I could never work for a show that's so suspicious of its employees. And I skated out of that room in defiance, taking out several fruit baskets, Eight full cups of coffee and three iPads in the process. Yeah, you really just you had to you had to make your mark, huh? Well, I tripped because I had the skates on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you still had the skates on. I didn't plan it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Plan it. Oh, you know, but but what really burns my shorty is who they got to replace me as dialect coach. Who did they get to replace you? My arch rival, Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile was the dialect coach for the for mayor of Easttown. Yeah. So they replaced slap you. In the face. Yeah, it, I, that is a little bit of a slap in the face. You know, I mean, I thought you guys were friends. Oh, we was we was tight bros from way back when. I I, I was the dude who first smoked him out and stole him his first Hooters tape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, he he's not only on my ass hit list because of that. He's also on my ass hit list because I was supposed to produce the new Dinosaur Junior album, not his ass. You were you were supposed to produce the new Dinosaur Junior album. Yeah. And why Why did that, what, what happened? Well, I had this great meeting with Jay, Lou, and Murph, and everything was going swimmingly until their manager called a few hours later. You're never going to believe this. He's asking if I stole their wallets. Can you believe that indignation of that? Well, let me, let me ask you again, Ron. I'm just going to. It's it's going to be a literal literal literally the same question twice. Did you steal their wallets? What is this? An inquisition? I I, I don't have to stand for this. Look, I, I've got a life. Okay, I 
I got to run in a second. I, I've been hired to, to teach Paul Rudd how to speak Northeast Philly for this new Ben Stiller flick uh, about the Four Seasons landscaping incident. For, wait, for the... Wait, there's a movie about that? Yeah, yeah. It, it was in all the broadsheets, Tom. Okay, again, the broadsheets. And, and who is Paul Rudd playing in it? He's playing Rudy Giuliani. And he's also playing this, this, this kid from Philly. He, he play, it's almost like a Clifford turn. He's playing a 13-year-old. But he's got a young face. Okay, wow. Yeah, he does. He's I gotta, very... I, I got to teach him that stuff, you know. Okay. So, you know, in, in preparation, we're going to do a bar crawl through a bunch of those northeast neighborhoods. You know, Ronhurst, Bustleton, Upper Northwood, Taconi, Lawndale, Crescentville, Upper Holmesburg, Fox Chase, Somerton. Bell's Corner, Burholm. All right, look, I gotta go. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You, have, you have you have a great night, and um, hey, um, I bet you thought I was going to curse at some point, didn't you? I, w- I had a feeling you might. Uh, well, for your information, this is a Christian household. You prick. Oh, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Wow, Roy, he's gone. Unbelievable. Philly boy Roy. Man, could this chair squeak anymore? Could this chair squeak anymore? Is that how he says it? Could this chair squeak anymore? There, Bingle, Chandler Bing. That's the man. Oh, now let's get to the matter at hand. I think we have a we have a topic. Pat, are there any callers for the topic? Full phones. Full phones. Full phones. This is what I like. This is lining up to be. I gotta say, pretty good night. This is a pretty good night, as Larry uh, David would say. Pretty, pretty good. Let me just say this before we go to the phones. Everybody's all twisted. This Elon Musk is hosting SNL, right? Everybody's all mad that he's hosting. Did you guys miss something about Saturday Night Live at some point? You, you, you miss something? Like about uh, SNL? Did you th- think that it was something that it isn't? It's like we're we're almost 50 years in on this, guys. Of everybody assuming that the show is a a, a a a pinch here and a tweak there from being some amazing bastion of sketch comedy. It's Saturday Night Live. It's a place for the funny people to get paid for a while before they go do the funny stuff. That's what it is. It's a place for you to meet some people and go, oh, guess what? They were fun. They're, they're funny. I realize they're funny. And the next thing they did after that show. Am I wrong about that, Jason? 
I no. think you're right. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's like, oh, how can they have this guy host it? Simple. It's Saturday Night Live. That's how. Yeah. Very uh, simple. Richard Branson hosted in the 90s. Steve Forbes hosted. Yeah, you, you mentioned that I, I, to me a few weeks ago, and I, I had totally blocked that episode out. Pretty sure uh, the last president also was a host a couple times. Yeah, he hosted. Twice. Ladies and gentlemen, Toots and the Maytals. Once again, Toots and the Maytals. Who's a musical guest on his second uh, one when he hosted? We got a great show for you. That one was Imagine just- Dragons are here. We got a great show for you tonight. Another bad creation are here. Imagine that. That would have been the coolest thing. Donald Trump and another bad creation. Remember them? <laughs> I get my, I do my tricks at the playground, you know? Those kids were so cool. Another bad creation, ABC. They were good. Remember that whole Bill Bibb DeVoe? They had their their uh, their their uh, their 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 uh, umbrella of all these different artists, including Motown Philly back again, right? Do a little East Coast swing. Remember that song? Dum 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 da da. Dum 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 da da. Wow! 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 Doom 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 da da doom 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 da da wow do you remember that song huh wow 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 were they saying wah 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 it's like wah wah because it's Motown Philly we'll never know <laughs> Sia was the uh, musical guest for the second okay. Trump yeah back in school we used to dream about it every day. That's a good song. Motown Philly. Doom, 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 da, da. Doom, 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 da, da. Why, I, I, I. interviewed them once, boys to men, for a, b- a basketball magazine I was writing on. They were like, go interview boys to men and ask them about uh, basketball. So I did. They're nice guys. Very nice guys. That's it. That's the end of that story. They all don't have to go down in flames. Sometimes they can work out. They all don't have to be. Yeah, and then the one guy from Boys to Men gave me a wedgie, and everyone laughed. Was it four members, or was it after they it was, uh, kicked that one guy out? Did they kick him out, or did he leave? I think you. I, I no. I, I think there was some animosity there. I, th- I think he got kicked out. And did they say to that guy when they kicked him out? They said. We got to tell you, it's the end of the road for you being in this band. (laughs) We packed up your stuff. It's it's over (laughs) by the door. You can head on out. No? No, that's exactly how it went down. It was three guys. Yeah. Like if suddenly they huddle, like the three guys huddle, they're just like, hey, we just want to sing a song for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, sing it. Yeah. Hey, guess what? (laughs) 
It's the end of the road for you in boys to men. We packed up your stuff. It's in a box by the door. <laughs> no, it was, a th- it was three three members. Very nice. How'd we get here? What was I talking about? SNL. SNL, yeah. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Look, he's going to be terrible. He's going to be he's going to be atrocious. And then he's like, he's like, so what skits do you guys want me in? And then like the one guy was like, hey, first of all, they're sketches. It's like, are they? You sure you could call some of those things sketches? No offense to SNL cast members. Some of those might not be sketches. Some of them might be skits. When they do, when they do, uh, Trump in the White House, those were skits. Those are not sketches. Barry Gibb talk show. That's a skit. That's not a sketch. They're sketches, but they're skits. They do a little bit of both. So anyway, it's time for that musk, right? Can you smell the musk? The Elon Musk. He's coming. Give me a call, Pat, please. Beshow, hi. Hello, Beshow. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call tonight. Of course. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Joseph in Manhattan. Joseph in Manhattan. Well, what part of Manhattan are you in, Joseph? Uh, Inward, around uh, 194th Street, around. Okay. Well, what do you got for me, Chief? I had something for the topic tonight, Tom. Freaky Friday. An old Freaky Friday. Yeah. Absolutely. I've not, uh, I had, uh, two people for the topic who are different from each other, um, but kind of fulfills the same goal. Uh, for Freaky Friday, for a limited time, I'd like to pick, uh, either Robert Pollard or Greg Turkington. So you wanna, you wanna do a Freaky Friday? With with Robert Pollard, for example. Yes. And what yes. do you think that would be like for you to be in his skin? Uh, what do you think that would be like? Uh, I'd like to see what that would be like. You know, I see Mr. Pollard as a very prolific artist who uh, is constantly putting out stuff I like. Same thing with uh, same thing with Greg Turkington and. Uh, that's something that I'd like a bit more of in my life. You know, not saying that what I would come up with would be necessarily as good as theirs, but just being prolific with things I consider worth putting out there. And uh, I think those two are really strongly associated with that. Sure. So you picture yourself, suddenly the Freaky Friday happens, and you're like, whoa, and you wake up and you're in Dayton now, right? Exactly. And then what do you do? You get the band together? You want to jam? Yeah, I got the band together at the club. 
and uh, maybe put something on the TV in the background, but just uh, play songs or uh, new song ideas for hours on end. Now, would you jam on any of the uh, any of the ones the the ones that you know, like any of the hits? If they'd be amenable to, I guess if I was Robert Pollard, they'd have to be amenable to it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Something you're Robert Pollard, you just say, "All right, we're doing Don't Stop Now." Right? All of a sudden, you're like, absolutely. "Woke up one morning, saw a rooster strutting by my house, sick back ring round its neck." Cock of the block. That'd be you. And you'd be the one going, yeah, don't stop now. Don't stop now. Yeah, and I say, if you don't know how to play the cello, learn to play the cello for that intro. Mm, do the next line. Do the next one. You know it. Come on. Uh, what makes Big Daddy happy? Yeah, but sing it. Not don't speak it. What are you? What are you, Rod McEwen? You're doing spoken word. No, sing it. You're not Neil yeah, Diamond. Um, Neil Diamond ain't the front man of Guided by Voices. Hey, what makes Big Daddy happy? What makes a buzz a buzz? Right, a leaky quart of motor oil and run and head for the hills. That'd be you. That would be me. But then, meanwhile, Robert Pollard would be going through your life. What would that be like? I think Mr. Pollard would uh, then come back. Uh, it's it's more a selfish thing. I think there'd be more benefit for me, but I yeah. think uh, he would find a pretty great appreciation for his uh, for his lifestyle once he comes back. So and yours, I, this is a total one way street for you. Well, I know that he uh, I know that he used to be a teacher, which uh, so maybe he'd be back to being a teacher. Experience back of no, I'm not a teacher myself. Maybe he just he'd get the experience of nine to five again, in case he's ever in the uh, the doldrums or just uh, you know losing sight of uh, what he's got going on. You know, he lives a bit of my life and comes back and then records another forty albums. Well, tell me one thing that that Robert Pollard would experience when he's looking through your eyes. Through my eyes. And how that would go. Because uh, now he's he freaky Friday into your your body. What's the thing he'd experience? You you online at Jimmy John's waiting to order? No, not quite that. Um I think he'd lie he'd uh he'd listen to a lot of cousin Brucey. Okay, well he might like that. I Robert, think I think a lot of people would. Yeah. It's Cousin Brucey. Cousin Brucey's a guy who used to be on CBS FM, which was this oldie station in New York. He was like one of the good guys in the in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, he was on ABC. He's actually back there now. Yeah, he's back. He's back on WABC. what's he filling in for Rush Limbaugh? Tony no, Orlando. Yeah, they try to they're trying to do a whole thing on the weekend where they're getting away from what they actually are during the week. So. I just want to tell you, cousins, hey, cousins, the, the Capitol got stormed. That was a justified action. It was a peaceful movement. Uh, Antifa was the one storming the Capitol, cousins. Just want to tell you, those are a bunch of, those are not Trump supporters storming the Capitol, cousins. Is that what he's talking about? Now that he's on WABC? 
No, he's uh, he tries to do a whole non-political thing. I got the podium here. I got the podium from the Capitol building, cousins. No, one of the one of the really cool things I think was uh, election night. You know that station is what it is, but election night, he said, cousins, election's over. Uh, sorry, uh, that Saturday after election when it was called, uh, he mm-hmm. said, cousins, the election's over. You know, that's it. Here's, here's Dion and the Belmonts. Yeah, that might have been the first song that night. Who's your favorite of all the pre-rock artists, uh, my friend? The pre-Beatles stuff. Pre-Beatles stuff. If you're listening to Cousin uh, Brucey, you like some of that stuff. What do you like? I love Dion and the Belmonts, so that's sure. a dick. But I, um, yeah, I would I actually would say Dion and the Belmonts, and Dion, you know, solo for his uh, sure. afterwards. What's your favorite Dion song? I like their cover of Where uh, Where or When. Okay. It's, uh, I think, uh, I don't know what it's from, but I think Rogers and Hart wrote it. Okay. All they, right. They've uh, arrangement to it. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one to picture, my friend. You and Robert Pollard switching places. He's, he's stuck listening to Cousin Brucey. You're meanwhile rocking out playing shows. Yeah, you know, actually, when I think about it, Tom, I might actually have the better end here. I think you might have won that one. Indeed. No. You gonna get? You gonna uh, get my book? You gonna get my book? It's already ordered, Tom. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you. In uh, an hour of you announcing it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have a you have a great night, my friend. Thanks, Tom. You have a great night too. Thanks so much. Bye. Of course. Pat, give me another call, please. See. Besho, hi. Hey there. Hey, who's this? This is Colette from Athens. Oh my goodness, Colette from Athens. This is one of the. This is this is uh this is what you call uh. uh heavyweight in terms of the 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 caller game colette brings it every which way every which time she calls and colette was just on the most recent double threat which is the show uh that i do every week over on the uh forever dog network with uh my friend julie klausner the very talented julie klausner and we do that every week, and that's that comes out on Mondays. You get the best show on Tuesdays. It's a good back-to-back combo for people who love to laugh. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Colette? Oh, you know, just uh, had some stuff for the topic, or at least had one thing for the topic. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to hear it. So. <laughs> What's that? Um I was, oh, I was just saying, we have spoken recently, so I don't have anything, anything to like. That's fine. No, no, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, my Freaky Friday, uh, I, I think that as soon as I say it will, will come as no surprise, but if I could pick anybody, it would be Vince McMahon. So you would do a Freaky Friday with Vince McMahon? Yeah. And how, just tell me what you think one day is like, cause let's say it goes for 24 hours. 
Okay, so for 24 hours, I think I could ruin him in 24 hours. What time do you think? So that's your goal. Your goal is to do some damage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just completely crush this dude. I mean, for one, I'm consigning him to live 24 hours in the body of a fat trans woman, so immediately haunted for the rest of eternity, um, as if he's not already. But sure, I've, I've got that going on. I can use I can use my I won't say negatives, but I can use my my traits as positives in this. So far as like well, those are not negatives. It, it, those it, are not negatives, Colette. No, absolutely not. To him, they would be, and that's that's the pleasure of this. If he was suddenly like, hold on a second. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Wait, because- I'm trans now. Right? <laughs> yeah. And he's screaming. Um no, that would been but what would you do? Let's focus on what you would do. The his his deal is his deal. Yeah. Look, he might ruin um- he might ruin you right back. Go to the record store, he'll start pricing collectible stuff uh Oh, I'm gonna get Colette back. This record is a this. I'm putting this Velvet Underground original banana cover for four dollars. <laughs> it's a torso cover. Mono East Coast pressing. I want to say this too. A sidebar. Anybody out there listening? You got a primo. Velvet Underground and Nico original banana cover, ideally a torso cover. Tommy's looking for one. Tommy's looking for one in his life to be nice, and I, I would, would I would be willing to work out payment plans. I'd be willing to work out payment plan, whatever. If you're listening, this, no joke, no joke. I'm serious. I'm in the, I'm in the market. Once in my life, I gotta pull the trigger on something like that for myself. So if you got if you got a a, a if you got a VU cover, in in I want a beautiful one. Let's talk. Let's talk turkey. That's all I'm saying to the uh, listenership. I might have one. Oh, um, I'll check. I'll check tomorrow when I get in okay. the store. All right. So uh, you you wake up and you're Vince McMahon, and what do you do now? What's the first order of business? Yeah. Um, I skip working out. No working out for Vince McMahon while I'm in his body. Um, I go to the WWE Thunderdome and I start posting a bunch of flyers about how unionization is great, uh, and place copies of the communist manifesto in everyone's locker room. Okay. Uh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I immediately fire every wrestler who is, uh, you know, a, a terrible, uh, right wing shill, uh, and slash or, uh, has been accused of unsavory dealings in the past. Um, you know, but they won't know that because it's just, you know, budget cuts. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I'm playing it as. Um, and then I will hire back like, you know, 100 different people to jobs that are difficult to be fired from, uh, and give them all like crazy raises. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then, and then the TV show will be good for the first time in like ten years, and everyone will be like, "I wonder what the hell happened." And the next day, when the show after that sucks, everyone will be like, "Jesus, like what the fuck was in?" Sorry. All right, all right. Uh, I can't believe it. You got fired oh. up. You got you got ramped up there. You thought you, you did. Vince McMahon. I'll tell you one thing. I know you didn't do a Freaky Friday because Vince McMahon would not have slipped like that. 
Vince McMahon is a Vince McMahon is a broadcasting professional. Colette. No, I'm kidding. So you look. It's it's, he's never. So so Um, you you know spread the communist manifesto all around the building. You'd you'd fire bad wrestlers and hire good ones. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, I would definitely, uh, you know, like Hulk Hogan, uh, would, uh, would once again be uh, persona non grata and professional wrestling. Uh, it'd be, it'd be a good day. It would be one, one good day in, in the, the thing that I love. Uh, Name one thing that Hulk Hogan did wrong. <laughs> just one. Yeah. Just give me one. Um, well, he, uh, he ruined American journalism. That's kind of a big one. Yeah, that's like that. Uh, look, the, 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 was that Gawker? Yeah. Look, look. I, I, I don't like how Hulk Hogan destroyed them, but I also did. I, Gawker sucked also, but that doesn't make it right to destroy it. it Sometimes you got to have stuff that sucks in the world. It's the part where, like, you know, later when, like, I think, like, in the middle of, when people were starting to, like, be like, well, how come Donald Trump, like, there's no, no reports about Donald Trump's various misdeeds or whatever, and um, I think the New York Times or something like that published something about how, like, major news corporations were afraid of publishing stuff like that because of what had happened to Gawker, so essentially... Like Hulk Hogan had like scared journalism into silence on a lot of things. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, okay, like he never worked a main event with an African American person who wasn't Dennis Rodman or uh, Zeus Tiny Lister. Um, like, period. Uh, that's pretty bad. Like, he's not great. Um, I said one thing, not five. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm All kidding. Right. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, he, um, he did on, on the plus side though with Hulk Hogan, he did have a, that special ability, which I've discussed on the show before when he'd be hurt, right? Yeah. And then the, then he'd get punched in the face and <laughs> then he would get like be more hurt. Then he'd get punched in the face again. He's even more hurt. You're like, how is this still happening? And then he had the ability to completely go against the way the human body works. And he'd get hit the third time. But now he's like, nah, brother. Like somehow he gained strength at a point when everyone else would get more hurt. When you're getting hurt, you tend to just get more hurt. The more you get hit, Hulk Hogan had the magical ability to get hurt and hurt, and then somehow the hurt made him stronger than ever. And then you're then you're then your your goose is cooked. How did he do that? I have no idea, but I think the trick is to only punch him once or twice. You hit him twice. No one ever hit him. When you hit him that third time, he shakes that one off. And it's then like the opposite of Candyman. He's like Candyman, but for wrestling. And speaking of which, <laughs> Candyman would be the first 
person you would visit within the once you're in the body of Vince McMahon, you'd go visit the Candy Man. <laughs> you'd be just like in the parking lot of a CVS, shoving uh, sticker bars in your mouth. And Vince McMahon, like you're seeing how much damage you could do to Vince McMahon's weirdly jacked body. Yeah, the, the the day after, knowing full well that I wouldn't like experience any of the ill effects of the day after, uh, mm-hmm. in for a rude awakening. Yeah, I got a stomach ache. <laughs> I don't feel so good. So what? What's what? If you had to say one nice thing about Hulk Hogan, what would it be? Um, he's a good guitar player. Something that, like, I think Bob Mould was right about Hulk Hogan. And um, he he was interviewed by a friend of mine, uh, Robert Newsom, in a zine, The Atomic Elbow, like a million years ago. His Bob Mould magazine. I love that magazine. You do. I love the Atomic Elbow. I got they. I got sent a bunch of issues, and I really enjoyed reading it. It's and so, I, I, um, I like reading. I I have that thing, Colette, where it's like, do I watch wrestling? No, I don't. Am I interested in it? But yeah, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in the stories. I'm interested in every part of wrestling except the wrestling part. I find interesting. <laughs> the worst part about wrestling is when they wrestle. Yeah. Um, I agree with you most of the time. I like when they're doing the backstage stuff. I like the real life stories. I like every part of it. The wrestling part, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I am, I am with you there. And like I, in, in that, uh, zine, Bob Mould said that like Hulk Hogan had this like insane talent for knowing exactly what time it was while he was wrestling. Like, okay. If you told him he had to wrestle for 12 minutes, he would wrestle 11 minutes and 59 seconds. And every single time, like there, he would never miss. And like, that's talent. And I think that beyond like timing, mm-hmm. it's like knowing the structure that you're going for to the point that like, you can't mess it up. Like, is it a fun routine to watch for 30 plus years? No, it's a fun routine to watch when you're like five, but he's extremely good at it and he's never really been meant for anyone over the age of five. So mm-hmm. what's to really complain about? Sure. These are the things I would say, but if I had to say nice things about Hulk Hogan, these are the things I'd say. Number one, amazing guitar player. <laughs> We've all seen the footage of him rocking out. He's a pretty mm-hmm. solid guitar player. Not a lead player, but a good rhythm. He's a good rhythm guitar player. Um, he uh, is one of the great uh, pasta chefs in, in America. <laughs> he, he introduced Italian cuisine to Minnesota with his, with his Hulk Hogan's Pasta Factory. What's it called Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania? Pasta Mania. Pasta Mania, brother. You come on down, you get the pasta. If you do, can you imagine how bad that pasta must have been? Can you imagine how, <laughs> how like, how like overcooked it must have been? Can you imagine how, how flavorless? And then when they put that ketchup on it, that must have been what they called, like, sauce. It was probably just ketchup. It probably was like, 
How much ketchup do you want on your on your pasta, brother? <laughs> so he was an amazing pasta chef, an amazing guitarist, but most of all, he was a real American. Yes. What more could anyone aspire to? Yeah. I am a real American. Um, Freaky Friday with Hulk Hogan, I would wear his yellow bandana into a leather bar and see what happened. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is, you really, you really, you really found, you're really weaponizing the Freaky Friday over there. It was meant to be a fun, (laughs) fun fun side thing. You're approaching it just like, oh, who are we going to (laughs) ruin? Like you, 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 you're out, you're out for blood with your Freaky Friday, Colette. What can I say? No, I'm not. I'm not putting it down. What is there to learn about life? I hear you. Well, that is amazing. And what do you think? What do you think Vince McMahon would? What would be the Vince Vince McMahon's takeaway from from your life when he's getting getting your end of the Freaky Friday? I think he might walk away from a, like, you know, temporarily a better person, uh, until he saw what I did to his company. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm all right. Like, I'm not, I'm not the greatest. I'm not the nicest. I'm not, you know, anything like that. But I think that, uh, rich people in general could stand to learn a little bit more about how marginalized people live. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know about that. Gift. I'm kidding. Of course. The gift. I mean, what, 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 what are you asking for? You're asking for a lot there. Yeah, I know. I think it would be great. Vince McMahon the next day would wake up and he'd say, I've decided that we need to be more inclusive in the WWE. And then he would suddenly create the most repulsively offensive trans wrestle character. It's like you would have, and you're, you're the architect of it somehow. Your freaky Friday <laughs> made the world yeah. a much worse place. I guess that's the, that's the monkey's paw version of, of freaky Friday. Yeah. I've invited on myself. You'd be, people would be like, where on earth would he get the idea for this? It's a new low. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, whoops. No, that's. I think that's that's very funny, Colette. And but it's not surprising because you're very funny, Colette. Oh, well, thank you, Tom. All right. Well, I'm going to wish you a, a fond adieu and a great evening. Yeah, you too. Until next time. Okay. You take care. Yep. Bye. Bye. Colette's one of the greatest callers in the history of the show. Pat, who would you Freaky Friday with? Who would you want to do Freaky Friday with? Oh man, I haven't, I haven't given this one much thought for myself. Um, well, here's one for you. Yeah, just between you and me. Mm-hmm. Mike or Jason? Who would you Freaky Friday with? Um. <sighs> uh, I don't think I would want a Freaky Friday with them. I love them, but I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. 
don't know why I'm making it so dramatic. Oh. <laughs> um, I hear you. I yeah. look. How about you, Mike? Who would you want to, Jason or Pat? Um, I can't do Pat because he doesn't drink, right? That's right. So that's no fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless you started, unless you started them off. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to get with the premise, right? You start with the be, best show next. I could week. be the drinking Pat. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Go the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that would be uh, it. Would be challenging. I could get him into a, and it only it lasts for one day. Is that how it works? Yeah, let's say what twenty four hours. I didn't see Freaky Friday. You got to check it. It's on the Criterion Channel. You should check it. Out. <laughs> yeah, I think was- I, I I would go with Pat because it would be yeah it would be I could act out. And then he, there'd be repercussions when he, when he switched back. You'd be in a lot of trouble. Like, what happened to you, You'd Pat? You'd be in a lot did of you, trouble. Did you lose your mind? Yeah. Maybe you get me out of my shell somehow. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I would switch back and I would only experience a hangover. I wouldn't experience any of the. <laughs> yeah, you'd get the downside. Yeah, it works out for me both ways. Because you'd have you'd be stuck with the hangover. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and I get to have all the fun. Yeah, it worked out. I don't know why nobody's saying for guys. Wouldn't you want to be a woman for a day to see what that whole experience is like? Mom, well, I mean, that that would be my you know my thing. You could test the theory about which feels better. The finger or the itchy ear? What? I, I don't want to ask what that means. <laughs> it's not, it's not that, that hard to figure out, Tom. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd want to be a woman, right, to see what that's all about. But I guess like that's been a movie, can... right? There's been a movie like that. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Called, yeah. What women want, Mike. <laughs> I, I never saw that one either. That's a good movie. You got to check yeah, it out. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I think I would Freaky Friday with like a conservative talk show host. Okay. And then, and then Kennedy. Kennedy would be perfect. Kennedy? What do you uh, mean? But I guess she's a libertarian, right? Aren't there a bunch of libertarians on Fox? Oh, I don't even know. But uh but like just like even like an extreme an extremist like Alex Jones, if I could freaky Friday with him. I'd have his platform, and for a day, I would just freak everybody out by being like, you know what? I've been off target about everything. Here's what's going on. Yeah, you'd, just, uh, you'd, you'd do some permanent damage. Yeah. Just have, have, it, have it just unravel for somebody, you know? What about this? If you did that, and then you found out that Alex Jones did, uh, did a show as, your, uh, as they live. That he was the front man for your band, your They Live themed band, and the band is called They Live. Yeah, I mean there there is another band. There's there's been many bands in the history of time called They Live, but um, there was another band when we were active and playing shows. Um, there was a band in like the Midwest somewhere, and you know it's funny that you're mentioning this because I we we found out as a band later that they were actually kind of like you know. I don't want to say alt right, but you know, close to it maybe. And and okay. 
And we were just like, oh God, like now what? You know, like, cause they were, they were also like, quote unquote, a punk band, but they were mm-hmm. like really not like anything that we're about. So like, you know, and they kept flagging us. So we never, we never had, if anyone has ever like, well, I've never been able to find Pat's band. You can't, we're not on Bandcamp or anything because they, they always flagged us because they, because they got the domain first. Okay. And so it was like, I had to, I had, to, I like, I tried writing Bandcamp about it. It was like, you know, it was clear like we're a parody of something like we're, we're a parody of a mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a spoof. It's like a gimmick. It's, you know, whatever. But like, and I, I, th- I think I had to like write or call the guy to be like, listen, like, please, <laughs> we're like my, like my band poses no threat to your band. No one's gonna, no one's gonna confuse us, you mm-hmm. know. And he, and he eventually backed off, and we had like a couple songs, but like, yeah. But, but to answer your question, we, we've, we've gone by many names. Uh, Famous original, they live as like an ode to New York pizza mm-hmm. places, and uh, also. Um, they live the movie, the band we've gone on, okay. on different flyers like that. So, yeah. Well, we got something to say. Dun, dun. We stormed the Capitol today and we got a, and I grabbed Nancy Pelosi's laptop. But, um, but even then Alex Jones as, as you know, as the front person for that outfit would, would do far less damage than I would for his followers. So I take, mm-hmm. Yeah. I take the switch, Jason. Did he leave, Jason? We may have lost Jason for the night. Yeah, I haven't. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Jason. Jason was not feeling 100. percent No, I hope you feel better, buddy. Feel better, Jason. Yeah. So, got any other calls? Yeah, we actually still have a full phone bank. Let's do the full phones. Let's 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 see what's one, what. One to four. Here's one. Peshaw, hi. Hi, this is Santi in Philly. Santi in Philly, how are you tonight? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to hear it. I got one for the topic. What do you got, my friend? So I've got two. The first one is Taco Fall. Who? I think it would be great. Taco Fall. You know the seven foot four basketball player on the Celtics. Oh yes, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. I think that would be enjoyable just to like be the tallest person by by so much, mm-hmm. um, and also live as an NBA player and an NBA player who like I have zero basketball IQ. I'm very mm-hmm. bad at basketball, but I feel like they put him in kind of when the game is pretty quiet and um, you know, he's so big. I feel like I could maybe figure it out um, and that could be enjoyable. To, to be an NBA player for one evening. Yeah, exactly. And to be that tall, just like in the world. No, that'd be cool. Okay. What do you think he would get? What would be his deal uh, with the other side of it? Being you for a day. I think, yeah, I think it might be nice to be at an average height. Um, I'm six foot, so like maybe he'd be like, oh, you know, like I fit in this car so easily and a little bit like I don't need to duck when I go under doorways and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, that'd be interesting for him to not have to duck down and see see how uh, how people uh, smaller than he have uh, are living their life. Yeah, but I would say would. I would say I think you're getting the better part of the deal. No offense to you and your life. I'm saying as far as a freaky, I'm not judging the quality of your existence. I'm saying for the 24 hours, the most you can get out of the 24 hours, you're getting more out of the 24 hours than he is. I'm not saying you're, you're living a bad life. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, um, he would like, we've got some art materials around uh, our apartment, my girlfriend and I, maybe he would like discover a love of painting, um, find like a new, a new interest or something. Sure. A new passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will, you've, you will awaken uh, a creative giant. <laughs> yes, exactly. He can be like a, a mural specialist, you know? Is that what you do? There's a ladder. No, no, no. I, I'm i not really a painter as much, but um, once he got back in his normal body, you know, mm-hmm. any wall, he's he's good. Any chance? Tell Please. me, uh, answer, answer me this, my friend. Yeah. Would you, are you going to buy one of these uh, AP Mike uh, NASCAR cutout things? Wow. Well, you know, I'll have to check the shipping. Um, oh, stop with that. <laughs> the shipping. You what? <laughs> I've got the space for it, so sure. You got the space. Look, yeah. it's not, he's not going to gouge on the shipping. No, yeah. I was just, I thought he raised a good concern, so I just, you know, backing nice. up Mike. Yeah, you're backing him up in the wrong way. He, uh, this thing's got to exist. You're you're encouraging him to not make one because he, he's worried about mailing a package out. You're right. You're you're definitely right. Hmm. I think it's great. I oh. think it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm I'm in. And if it was up in a, a local beer store, I would frequent that one over all the others, regardless of my previous preferences. You'd you'd frequent a place that had an AP Mike standee in it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. That's what I want to hear. This is what, this is this is what I want to hear. Yeah. Anything else, my friend? Um, the other one was Anthony Bourdain because I think it would be great to like when when he was alive filming his show. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great to be like on the road taken in the scenery and I think um, maybe he would have like a nice low pressure day you know okay sure in my shoes I don't know yeah that's true you might give him a little little bit of a, a, a respite yeah from a life that seemed very uh, 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 that seemed not as not as not as uh, freewheeling as it may have seemed to to uh, yeah bystanders yeah, exactly. Well, that's nice. That's okay. a nice sentiment. Yeah. And I think, you know, you'd see how great the stuff he was doing is. 
So he would see what it's like. He would see how much he's loved and appreciated. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause no one, no one's doing that for me on the street. I'll tell you that. I don't know. I think, I think you've got some, I think you've got, I think you're onto something with this. Mm-hmm. You did a very nice one. Oh, thank you. All right, my friend. Thank you for the call. Be well, Tom. You have a grand evening. is the number we're talking about the freaky Fridays and who you'd switch places with and who that, what their life would be like in your body. Got another call, Pat. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Eric. Hello, Tom. Eric. Do I know this, Eric? Uh, I've called once or twice before. It was like middle of the pandemic one of those like pop-up shows when it wasn't really a topic and I was all nervous I called in during those times. So I'm calling back. Well, the, you don't be nervous. Idea. You don't be nervous. Um, yeah, you're amongst friends. Well, I feel like I know you now. It's been, geez, 10, 15 years. So I feel like I know you well, now. Look at that. Look at that, Eric. You're going to get the book, Eric. Oh, of course I'm going to get the book. Good. Okay. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. I just want to know. Of course. Let's support my friends. Did you hear the Robert Fripp thing that Dudio bought? Okay, here's the thing. First, okay, I've I've been listening all night. So when I first called, I had an idea of who I wanted to uh, Freaky Friday with. Mm -hmm. And then when I heard Mike's introduction of him being drunk off a couple of beers, I thought, I'd like to Freaky Friday with Mike. I think that would be a good guy to Freaky Friday with. And then when I heard the, the Robert Fripp, I was like, I'd love to Freaky Friday with Tom, because that would be a great show to go to. Like my my Freaky Friday keeps changing because okay, that's fine. What would I get? Uh, say say we did the Freaky Friday switcheroony. What am I going to see in your life? Well, here's here's the reason that I feel comfortable Freaky Friday is that I'm in my mid forties. I've been married to my wife for twenty three years now, uh, and. I make a lot of dumb jokes. I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. I make <clears throat> I make a lot of dumb jokes, and they make them last too long. So if we got Freaky Friday, <laughs> they knew who you are because of Steven Universe and all this kind of stuff. So if, if we got Freaky Friday, it would just be you saying in my body, hey, I'm not actually your dad. I'm Tom Sharpling. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. And they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> So would, I think that would be the funny part is that for the whole 24 hours that you were in my body, my family just wouldn't believe you. And then I'd go back and it, and it would be just business as usual is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I don't feel, I don't feel uh, that there's any negative part on my side to free. I don't think it's, I don't think it'd be negative for me to freaky Friday anybody. Like originally my idea was to, to freaky Friday Donald Trump, but then Pat who actually answered my call, who was, it was wonderful to talk to Pat. He's, he's, he sounds like such a sweet guy. He's a nice guy. Pat's a great guy. He does. He sounds like a very nice guy. So originally my idea was Donald Trump because I thought that would be the perfect guy. Because then you go onto Twitter or whatever and you just say, I was wrong. Women are the smartest people in the world. You should listen to women or, you know, gay people are great. And, you know, uh, let's let all the immigrants in because that's what the Bible says, you know, and you really screw the whole thing up. I think that would probably be the most the most impactful Freaky Friday. 
But then uh, uh, Pat was absolutely right with Alex uh, Jones. I think if you if you take somebody with a big audience, you could really make a difference. That's true. I'd probably freak you. Then, For me personally, I get. I would probably do. Um, I'd probably do uh, Major Biden. <laughs> I hate to, as a, as an American person who whose president is uh, is Joe Biden. I don't know who Major Biden is. It's his dog. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the name of the dog. Yeah. I suppose it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a nice uh, 24 hours. Would be pretty good to be Major Biden. And like I said exactly. before, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If I was Major Biden, I'd do some Major Biden. Let <laughs> yeah. loosen the Senate. Oh, and one other thing that I wanted to mention. Somebody earlier mentioned about Hulk Hogan. There, he did do a main event with Mr. T, and he did uh, he choked out uh, Belzer on TV. But I think the whole point is that the only time he seemed to be working with people of color is that they're famous. Yes. Oh, I, I, look, I, I, I'm not going to say a bad word, but, yeah, Hulk Hogan seems like a real piece of crap. Matthew. Really look, the only thing he's got going for him is that, 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 beautiful, that beautiful face. Head of hair. <laughs> that beautiful cotton candy head of hair. It's, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's a good one, and I'm flattered. Yeah, I would, I would love, I, I, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd freak it right with you anything. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet to say that, and I hope you have a grand evening. Thank you, Tom, and thank you for okay. taking my call. I appreciate well, it. Of course, and I'll talk to you soon. Tom, do you remember those ads for Major World? Do I remember those ads? Are you kidding? They were the greatest ads ever. It was a, it was a car, uh, dealership in Queens. Yeah, Queens. It's still there, I think. I drove and it's by Major it the other day. You oh, look, you're back. Yeah, yeah. I texted you guys. I said I'm back. I saw that much after that. Yeah, we we, we thought you uh, you got off for the night, which was totally fine. But oh no, no, I just, we wished I you well, and then I saw your text. Well, that's so. really kind, but I'm back. Okay, you should have heard it. We were just like, "Where is he? Where is he?" Now, Jason, <laughs> I didn't say you were you weren't coming back, Jason. Thank you, Bob. No, that's that's true. Mike did that not put a twist. But but every time I hear ma- major Biden, mm-hmm. I think major world. And then I think, and and because we're talking about dogs, I keep thinking, Major World is actually a great name for a dog. That would be a, a real, yeah. I think it's a good name for a dog. What if Major Biden appeared at Major World? <laughs> I, I, my head would explode. <laughs> and you get a like you get to like pet him if you buy a car. <laughs> I'd buy a car, even though I have a car. You get like ten percent off if he bites you. They'd they'd have yeah. Me. I'd then you get it, yeah. Running there. That's the whole thing. If you get bit, you get a discount, but you don't know. He's going to bite a few people that day. <laughs> you don't know if it's going to be you. Like people are on the, it's like hands on a hard body. People are on the, on the lot waiting to see if Major Biden chomps them and they get a discount. People are showing up, rubbing sausage all over their arms, hoping that he mistakes them for a hamburger. Um, yeah, no, I, I would love to see major Biden, uh, make an appearance at major world, major world for people who don't know. I, and I do believe it's, it's somewhat 
underrepresented online. It was a, it was definitely a cable television thing. Very even even after people had moved past cable television, Major World was full on broadcast television. They would do these infomercials that were just amazing in the in how elaborate and ridiculous they were. There'd be bands playing. There was one that had like aliens coming down and ladies in in uh, pretty ladies in in uh, revealing clothes and and dancing and. It was just like a, a, a bizarre, uh, everything but the kitchen sink kind of approach to a, a commercial for cars. Do you remember those, Pat? But also their, their intense radio ads, which still happen. I mean, I still hear them driving around with the guy sure. practically screaming the words major, major world. world over and over and over. Major yeah. world. I, I vaguely remember the, the TV ones with the, with the aliens and stuff like that. Now that you mention it. Yeah. But like. Mm. But it's still like it's still ingrained in my brain because I still hear it just flipping around radio driving, driving. Yeah. Um, and then doing a double take when you're on whatever highway or whatever like main throughway that is in Queens that you you pass. Northern Boulevard. Northern Boulevard. Thank you. And so Mm -hmm. like you you do like a double or triple take because you're like, oh my god, it's major world. Like you almost want to stop even though you don't know why you want to stop. No, I literally felt like that when we we test drove a car this past weekend and we were on Northern Boulevard and past Major World and I I gasped because yeah. I had never seen it before, mm-hmm. but I'd always heard the ad on 1010 wins. Well, if you're in the market, I mean, just go to Major World. Yeah. I felt the same way when I would drive down Route 1 and there would be that dumb football player had his car dealership. Oh yeah, around Princeton. Who was that? Who was that? Oh, the yeah. New York Giant who the commercials were always trying to be like slightly outrageous but completely tame and Mike you know who I'm talking about you know what's funny offensive lineman I'm trying to I just googled New York Giant car dealership and Major World came up (laughs) I'm not even joking first Major World yeah maybe uh, I don't know who that would be who owns Major World? Wait, former Giants lineman, South Brunswick car dealership? Is that it? Something like that. Yeah, like Route 1. Let me find Route me. 1, New Jersey. Brad Benson? Yeah. Brad Benson. That's exactly it. And they'd yeah. be like... Brad Benson, Hyundai. Brad Benson, Hyundai. And they would always have these radio commercials that would be just like... You know, a lot of people want to know who's going to win the debate this week. And, um, so it's just, and you're like, this is the most toothless... It was like Dickie Goodman level comedy. On yeah, the positive side. I mean, I haven't heard one of those in years, so I think uh, it wasn't Brad a good Benson. investment. No, Brad Benson's probably every time he hears WFAN, he shakes his fist at the <laughs> car yeah. radio, being like, "Yeah, I sunk about four hundred grand <laughs> into some spots. The only thing it got me is." People coming here asking if I got Phil Sims' cell phone number. <laughs> you know Phil Sims? <laughs> Phil Sims. How is it that New York City, and look, football blows. Everybody knows it. It's dumb. It's boring. It's not for, it's a, it's a sport basically 
that is co is is run by some dope who's up in a booth looking down at the field like a grid, not the actual players. But of all, so I'm not a fan. So when I say this, I'm not a fan. Football blows. Baseball's boring. Everybody knows that. Everybody, that's fact. It's not even up for discussion anymore. The only way you can watch baseball these days, they're actually marketing it this way. As I saw, I went to a, a liquor store and they had a cardboard cutout for this uh, three-time World Series champion, uh, AP Mike. And he was saying you need to get to the golden, uh, what was it again? Golden Glow. The Golden Glow. But here's the thing about the Golden Glow. It's it's short-lived. It doesn't last long. I mean, you have to keep drinking beers. I haven't continued, and it, mm-hmm. it, it dissipates quickly. So you felt that Golden Glow fade away? For about, yeah. I mean, I you know, it, it was there for about 10 minutes, and then, then it's gone. There's like an updated version of Comfortably Numb. <laughs> when I was a boy. I drank four beers. <laughs> I had the golden glow, but then it left after 10 minutes. <laughs> Mike, you're onto something. The golden glow, catch it. <laughs> it would be you dressed in a Yankees uniform. We'll just put you in the Yankees. Just say like a designated hitter. AP Mike. Um, yeah, so what I was saying, New York had these two football players, Phil Sims and Boomer Esiason, and they look like twins. Of all the people that could happen in a thing, these are two two meatheads with these shocks of blonde hair. I mean, they look like they look like uh, they look like uh, what do they look like? It's like Dumb and Dumber. These two guys. Yeah, Dahmer being a Siasin. Yeah, no, he's terrible. They're both, they're all terrible. They're both terrible and they're bad announcers. Well, Phil Sims won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he, he <laughs> didn't win a Super Bowl. He did. No, he didn't win it. He did. What's his face? I think won? he was even a MVP. When he won Lawrence him. Taylor won the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, he helped. What was the score of that Super Bowl? That 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 amazing Super Bowl that when the Buffalo tell, Bills yeah, tell, missed the tell field me, goal. Tell me the amazing score that that quarterback led the New York Giants to for their Super Bowl triumph. How many how many points did did he put on the board? I don't know. I think it was about fourteen, right? Something like that. I think that's Eli Manning. It, it, I don't was, think low, it was it was low scoring. It was low low. That's why I, I loved it so much because I can't stand – I couldn't stand that one guy, that that coach, that blowhard coach for the Parcells. Giants. Parcells. Parcells. He's like, everybody in New York, oh, Miss, <laughs> Coach Parcells, Mr. Parcells, like so reverent. Uh-huh. And then the, then the Giants get this, this dolt, this like weird guy, Eli Manning – who you wouldn't even know that he was like a fan of football, let alone a quarterback. Like this scrawny looking dude. And then they get this coach that's like, uh, the, the, uh, uh the grandpa from, uh, from, uh, Petticoat Junction. What was that guy's name again? Kaufman? Yeah, yeah. 
Kaufman. What was his first name? Uh, Tom. Tom Tom Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get Tom Kaufman, who really he really looked like the grandfather on on like Hee Haw, right? And they get that guy and this other guy who doesn't even look like a football player, and they win two Super Bowls. And it was the greatest thing ever because it completely invalidates like this macho jerk. Like all these macho jerks like, hey, these two mutants did the same thing you did. I love it. And I'm going to say this. There's a couple of you out there. You did me dirty. I'm not naming names. A couple of people did me dirty. I didn't forget. I'm just laying back. I'm in the weeds right now in the tall grass. <laughs> Couple of you rats did me dirty. We'll see where we all stand and when all's all said and done. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I missed this. Couple of you, yeah, it's coming back, Mike. Oh yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> the old fight's coming back. Couple of you rats, you did me dirty. You look out. The old tiger still got a few more. Few, few more antelope to chomp. I don't even know if tigers eat antelope. Yeah, they do. I'm assuming they would. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I'd eat an antelope if I eat meat. Maybe a water buffalo. Maybe a water buffalo. Now, Jason, who would you Freaky Friday with between Mike and Pat? Oh, between the two of them? Yeah. I want to ask you between the two of them and then just with anybody. Okay. Uh, you know, I'd probably, uh, you know, no offense, Mike, but I would probably Freaky Friday Pat because he's got a great dog. I love Jub Jub. Good to hang out with Jub Jubs. Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. I don't buy it, but that's, uh, <laughs> I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's why you want a Freaky Friday. Right. And the dog. You have a nice dog too, right? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. He just turned 16. Well, happy birthday, Hans. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so who in who in in any walk of life mm-hmm. would you freaky Friday with? Um, I'm probably going to go a little strategic like uh Colette was was going there and I think I would freaky Friday Josh Gad. And I would, uh, so he would be me. Mm-hmm. And then I would kind of screw with his career to make sure like all of the funny fat roles would go over to Jason Gore. Okay. And then I guess I would have to like learn a lesson or something to be able to reactivate the, uh, the freaky Friday to go back. Yeah. Um, what if you heard that it got stuck? <laughs> I know. Then I would have ruined it. My whole plan. Yeah, now you're stuck. You're you're yeah. stuck in Josh Gad's body. Maybe that was the lesson that I was I was being greedy. Yeah, and then I have greedy. to work on on my career as uh, Josh Gad and fixing yeah. that. And now you're stuck. You're stuck inside Josh Gad. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I'd be. Uh, <laughs> I'd be playing with fire. I wouldn't. I'd be like. Are we sure about this Freaky Friday technology? Yeah. You can bring no me chance, back like pretty no quickly, No chance I'm right? going to get stuck in here. You guys guarantee I can't get stuck inside Josh Gad, for example. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. 
fine, just drink the drink. And it would be a drink. It wouldn't be a. Yeah. No, isn't there's no like, there's no like quantum leap machine. It is, it is no. like a purple drink. It's like a weird purple drink. Exactly. So yeah, just drink coming the off the top. Stuff. What's that, yeah. Pat? Someone finally takes the purple stuff when after being offered Sunny D, and that's what happens. That's that's yep. the inciting incident. That would do it to stay away from the purple stuff. And what were they ripping on with those? With that 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 always bugged me with that Sunny D. It looked good, right? I always thought it looked. It's good. like was it juicy well, who, juice? Who no, do you think you are? Who do you think you are, Sunny D? Really, you really think the rest of us are falling? It's, uh, the Sunny D is going to be so amazing. It's like weird watered down orange juice. Always destroyed my stomach. Like always. With never failed. Really, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna uh you're gonna give uh a high C the high hat? Sunny D's coming in here giving high C the high hat. Oh, I don't like it. Shame on you, Sunny D. When's the last time you had Sunny D, anyone on the show right now? Oof. Probably high school. Five years? Five years. Yeah, I've probably Mike's never, it. Mike's never had it. I've uh, never heard it. of it. I don't know what it is. Sunny Delight? What is it, uh, orange soda? No, it's like a weird fake orange juice. Yeah. Uh, orange really, juice. Really tangy fake orange juice. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, well. Tang is better. You're a sugar. Yeah, I know Tang, yeah. Tang's Tang. way better. Can you imagine Tang? <laughs> you go through the space program and that's what they got for you? <laughs> Be like, wait, you can't get me a Diet Dr. Pepper up here? We're all the way in space. You can't get me a Diet Dr. Pepper. Can't put, you couldn't put Diet Dr. Pepper in powder form <laughs> for me to whip up a nice Diet Dr. <laughs> Pepper on the ship. You know what I'd say then? Fine. Set the controls for the heart of the sun. That's what I'd say. We're taking this thing right into the sun. You're going to have some of the best footage you ever saw. And then then they would, I'd steer the ship right at the heart of the sun. And then right as we got right to the surface of the sun, they'd be like, no, no, we'll get you some diet, Dr. Pepper. But then I'd turn the thing around. But then, That's like, you would be in the gra- gravitational pull of the sun, and it would be too late. I'm a pretty good driver. <laughs> I think I, think I could be, navigate that. I think it would be too late way before you got to the nah, surface. No, it wouldn't. That's why you're not flying no spaceships, check, Mike. Check Carl Sagan. <laughs> Look at the, check, the, check the Carl Sagan cosmos. Yeah. Well... Seth MacFarlane's Cosmos says I can do it. <laughs> now we got any calls? We still have a full phone bank. Let's do the full phone and say goodnight. Yeah. Beshow, hi. Hello, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Kyle in Chicago. Kyle in Chicago. Have we spoken before, Kyle? Yeah, we spoke a couple times. Uh, most recently, I called in for the, you know, like, uh, help, help people remember things you forgot. Yeah. What was that? It was, and a listener found it on Twitter and I, I got the song and what song was it again? It was, um, it's called love, love come down. Love come down. 
It's a very popular song by, um, God, of course, I'm going to forget the name now on the air. No, at least you got part of it. You can always search the final aspects. You know, I was thinking about yeah, one I, also. I yeah, please. What's that? Sorry. That no, go ahead. I, I, no, I, no, you go ahead. You go. You're my guest. You go ahead. Well, I have, I have one for the topic, but I also have something that's more pressing. What's that? It's this game that I think you'll 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 be interested in. Wait, this is not the game. No, no, I'm not doing that. Don't the game me. Who would? Who would? Right. Um, no, it's this game. It's called uh, Guess the Movie Length, and you can play it with two people. If if Brett was around. Or, or you know, if, if if Jason or Pat want to play, but it's called Guess the Movie Length. So first of all, that's that's one of the most insulting things I've ever heard. If What's Brett was around, or the three guys who are here every week for years, I know, I know Pat and Jason. Pat Pat picked up my call. I said, "Is this Pat or Jason?" No, sorry, Jason picked up my call. No, wait, Jason was sick. Anyway, all right, look, but you had to you zung him. You chose Brett. Who's not an official best show uh, uh, producer? Of first, that's fine. And, no, and no. Maybe, I look. maybe, 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 someday he can he can ascend to that. Yeah, role. maybe. To dare right. to dream. So, what is this? Guess the movie length. Give me a movie, and let me see if I can guess it. Me and you right. are gonna. No, not me and you, because right. you right. know it already. Well, no, no, no. Here's see. This is there's there's a few things where you have to be like very gentle with the rules. You can't say a movie that you know, right? Like I know that the Ten Commandments is four hours long. So if I'm pranking somebody, I would say, "Oh, Ten Commandments. How long is it?" Right? No, it's four hours. Um, but here, let's just let's just run one. Uh, Ghostbusters. One hour fifty seven minutes. So so okay. This is the other thing, Tom. I, I think there's 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 a split decision. I think that it should always just be the full minutes, right? So one hour fifty seven minutes would be right, sixty plus one hour fifty seven. I think it's I think it's one forty five. You think it's you think it's one hour and forty five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say one forty three. There you go, one forty three. Alright, well what is it? It might be one thirty seven. I don't well. I don't have it written down. We need to check. Can somebody check it? Can someone check it? Hold on. I said one fifty. One hour fifty seven minutes. I said one forty seven. We're doing Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters two, right? Yeah. Right. No. No. OG Ghostbusters, as Philly Boy Roy mentioned. One second. And then whoever hits it, whoever's within five minutes, gets the name of the next movie. That's that's the game. And it, okay. it can go on forever, right? Like, you don't even have to... That ain't how it's going down on this show, so, my friend. So, can you guys say your uh, your times again? One hour, 57 minutes. Okay. I said 147. You said 147? That's right. You you It's 147. Are you, you fucking kidding me? Oh, uh, hang no. up on the hang up on him. Yeah, yeah hang up on him. He knew this was... He knew Ghostbusters. He's a cheater and a uh, hang up on him. He's a toilet mouth and a cheater. You want to be a toilet mouth, I'll allow it. Everybody can slip up. Guy gets Ghostbusters to this minute. He suggests it and gets it. Well, you think I'm a sucker? You think I was born yesterday? 
I'm not. I'm old. Yeah, look, the kids that work on this show, they're young. These kids, they weren't even a, a glimmer in their pappy's eye when I was doing this show. But Andy. I like to work with kids. I like to work with kids because they make me feel young. <laughs> IMDB says 105 minutes. So he was technically wrong. 105 minutes. You know how long Ghostbusters is? Two. Too long. <laughs> how, how long is Ghostbusters 2? I don't know. Two hours. Mike? Oh, uh... I'll say 137. Pat. I'm 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 pleading the fifth on this one. Okay. Thank you. I don't I didn't like that. I didn't like that call. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> one hour fifty minutes. Wow. Longer. Yeah. They had yeah. to cram three so, more minutes in. There was so much more to, to accomplish. Well the Statue of Liberty had to get across the water. It took some time. So I don't think I saw the second one. Ghostbusters. We all got to leave Ghostbusters behind. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Ghostbusters sucked. Every one of them sucked. Anything called <laughs> Ghostbusters is terrible. Uh-huh. Oh, the one with all the women is terrible. Yeah, it is. You know which one's also bad? The one with the guys in it. The second one with the guys in it. The uh, cartoon with the, uh, them in it. The other cartoon within it. And this one that didn't even come out yet sucks. Well, I was working on Ernie Hudson, so I, I I won't get him on the show. Well, you might wanna you might wanna gonna, uh, change gears on that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna skip Ernie Hudson. Yeah, no, we could talk about Hand and Rock's the Cradle or other things he did. We'll just leave Ghostbusters behind. All right, another call, Pat. Please, let's do it. Hmm. <laughs> That's one of those songs I was trying to figure out the other day. Like, I didn't know who did that song. Here, that's what I'm living for. I like to do. Uh-huh. You know that song? Uh-huh. I was like, who's that by? And it's like by, like, Murphy in the Mouth. What? So, okay. What do we got here? Best show, hi. Hi. It's Emily. I, Emily. Yes. Emily, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chester County. From Chester County, the uh the the pride of Pennsylvania. Yes. Right. <laughs> to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Emily? I'm calling about the topic. Freaky That's Friday. Yes. Okay. Do you have one? I do. I do. Let's hear it. I'm thinking about this one. Yeah. What do you got? I think I've been toying around with this one. I feel like I would pick either Jennifer Aniston or hmm, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Interesting. Now, what makes what makes those two people appealing to you? Um, <laughs> so I feel like it would be interesting to see like what the life with Goldie Hawn and Russell would be like. Kurt Russell. 
Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want to see what the real goings on are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about Jennifer Aniston? I, I feel like it's my generation. Like Jennifer Aniston was, you know, friends and like, why can't she find a relationship? Like, what's life with her like? You ever listen to Meet My Friends of Friends? I don't think so, no. Oh. No, maybe. Hold on. Let me see about that. Try, you'd know if you were listening to it. It's a podcast I do. Oh, okay, okay. It's a Friends Recap podcast. Okay, maybe I have. Yeah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You sound, it, it, it sounds like a, uh, no, no, maybe, maybe I, I haven't. No, maybe I haven't. Yeah, may I can ask, I can, maybe you haven't. You haven't. It's okay. <laughs> you can say you haven't heard it. Okay. I have not. Okay. I have not. Okay. Well, now you got something to look forward to. I have to listen to it now. You no, do. It's really it funny. It it's funny. It's a funny show. Okay. I'm telling you, it's funny. <laughs> It's not really a friend's recap show if you listen to it. It's about other stuff. Okay. Okay. Will you check it out? I definitely will check it out now that you Do you think that. Jason's funny? Do you think Jason Dudio Gore is funny? I do, yeah, I do. Oh, uh, do you think Pat Byrne is funny? Pat? Yes. Oh, why would you say it like that? That's uh, that's you said it like I like Mike. You like Mike. Well, not a whole lot of Mike on me, my friends of friends. Maybe, maybe there will be someday. Maybe we're holding him back for a special part. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Yeah. What's that, Pat? Can you ask me if I like this call? Pat, do you like this call? Uh, Yes. Oh, that's how you made Pat feel, Emily. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Everybody can work through this. We can all be friends. Emily's going to listen to me, my friends of friends, and she's going to realize, you know what? Pat is great. I guess I'm old school. Maybe that's what it is. And look, you'll get plenty of Mike. You get plenty of Mike. You buy that cardboard cutout of them we're going to be selling. Will you buy one of those? Will you buy one? Sure, yeah, I will. Okay. See, Mike, there's one sold already. So what to, to, so what, what what would it be like to be Jennifer Aniston? You think you're going to start know. rooting through her drawers? Um, I'm just more curious. Like, what's going on with her? Why can't she stay with someone? Or is it her? Is it them? Like, what is it? But the thing is, you won't know because you're her. That is true, but I'll be like, I'll I'll be like a, in tune, I'll be like, I'm her because of this. Yeah, that's true. What do you think Jennifer Aniston's life would be if she's freaky Friday inside your, your, uh, body and world? What what would her life be all of a sudden? I feel like she would have fun. She would have love. She would have like, I don't know. I, I have a good life. I feel like she would. You know, she wouldn't have millions of dollars, but. What if you switch back and then suddenly you realize you're in jail because Jennifer Aniston 
uh, murdered somebody in your body, like the movie. That's like that movie Freaky. I got to see that movie. Oh. <laughs> I want to watch that movie, Freaky. <laughs> Which one's that? I don't it's, know. That it, I came out, it came out earlier this year. It's like a horror version of Freaky Friday. Oh, no. That would be terrible. Yeah. Anything else, my friend? What's your Freaky Friday? Who would be your Freaky Friday? Um, probably uh, uh, probably Freaky Friday with uh, the guy who played Artie Bucco on Sopranos. <laughs> that way I get to go on the Sopranos podcast, talk all about okay. my memories. Of that, sign a couple autographs. You'll know I freaky Friday with him if it's a two, if there's an episode of the best show and I'm just talking about the Sopranos and how good Artie Bucco is on it. Because that'll be him doing the talking, not me. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. All right, thank you. Thanks. I did like the call. I was just teasing her. Yeah, you're, you're giving her the business. All right, what else we got? Another call, please. Final two. Final two. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going all right. Who's this? Uh, this is Connor from Montreal. Connor? From Montreal. What part of Montreal? Old Montreal. Uh, that's too rich for my blood. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in the Plateau area um, near the mountains. Okay. That's very nice. It's very beautiful in Montreal. Oh, I love it. Now, you when you look at Toronto, uh, what's your name again? Uh, Connor. Connor. That's right. Connor. I apologize. Connor, when you look at Toronto, are you just like, who do they think they are? A <laughs> little bit, right? A little bit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No disrespect to any Torontonians listening, of course. Mm-hmm. No, but you look at them as, cause they think they're, they think they're like the New York of Canada, right? Is that fair to say? I'd say so. Yeah, sure. And they got almost no uh, French Canadian uh, presence, pretty much zero, right? Not really, no. Yeah. So you look well, but then you also think they're kind of like hillbillies, right? You think they're kind of like rubes? <laughs> uh, no, I kind of think of them as uh, the basic. I don't know if this is a term, but condo people. If condo people, sense. gotcha. Okay. You think they're condo people? <laughs> you know, just um, they got a little uh, money to throw around. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you think they think they're uh, so fancy? <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that's it. But they also don't realize that Montreal, you got the best bagels there, right? In Canada, absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, and you go to that one bagel place that, uh, you went to that one bagel place that Leonard Cohen used to eat at, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I live around the corner from where, uh, Leonard Cohen used to live, uh, okay. actually. 
And then you got great bands too, right? Who's a great band from Montreal? No Joy. That's a uh, great band. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of into hardcore and stuff. I really like uh, Gasm. Um, okay. There's a new, uh, do you know uh, Paul Jacobs? Paul Jacobs, he's in the band called, he's the drummer for the band called what now? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. But he's got a solo album came out this week. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. A, oh, pottery. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm dying. Uh, I want to check that album out. They're great. They're great guys, too. Um, pottery are great? I don't know pottery. They're, uh, yeah, no, they're really fun. If you, okay. if you like the talking heads, they'll, uh, they'll scratch that itch. Okay. Well, that's an itch I don't, that's not that itchy for me. That itch. <laughs> that's fair. I like talking heads just fine. I know people think I hate them. I don't hate them. I just don't think they're one of the best bands ever. That's all. Very simple. I feel like if, if you're from the New York-ish area, they probably come up a little too much. Yeah, they do, because everybody in New York, Knicks won two championships. Everybody's still blabbing about it. 1973 is the last time they won. Act like it was the most historical thing that ever happened. There have been a, a couple blackouts. Everybody's still talking about that as if it's um, as if it's the most monumental thing that ever happened. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, you go through and you get a blackout. You're, you got no power for uh, two weeks. Ain't nobody uh, writing a, a soliloquy about you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And there's like three bands that actually came from New York that are New York bands. That's the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's the same in Montreal, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Think of Montreal. Think of the great bands. Who's another great one? I can, I can think of a one that uh, islands. Ah, true, true. Uh, the unicorns. <laughs> unicorns and islands. I like islands better than the unicorns. That's fair. They they accomplished more in the end. Uh, On the beginning, middle, and end, they accomplished more. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, so look, I, uh, I had one for the topic. Yeah, where do you go? Let's hear it. Uh, I was kind of thinking Neil Young for the Freaky Friday. That's a good one. Uh, cause here's, here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I trust Neil Young. He's, he's not gonna, he's not gonna muck up anything in my life. Uh, if, if he wakes up in my bed, what's he gonna do? He's, he's not gonna, <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll play guitar maybe. Uh, I don't know if he'd go to my job, but you know. Nothing's going to go wrong. I think it's going to go. That that sounds like some famous last words there, my friend. (laughs) I think you're going to pay a real price. I think Neil Young's going to, he's going to, he's going to muddle things up for you. Then you're going to be, I swear it was Neil Young for 24 hours. Neil Young was in my body and he was the one that messed it up. That wasn't me. I could tell you I was at his ranch and everything. I was in his body. (laughs) Nobody's going to believe you. Mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, my roommate was just telling me that he owns and operates his own rail line in northern Ontario, which sounds pretty wacky, but 
Neil Young does. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I do know is that there's a town in North Ontario. I'm kidding. That's a mm-hmm. Neil Young lyric. There's a town in North Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> you go to those Neil Young shows and it's just like, and I felt like getting high. Yeah. <laughs> he, should, he should just stop the show at one point and go like, seriously? You guys are that simple? Yeah. You got to scream when somebody mentions getting high? Uh, I, I wish I could, I wish I could stand on the same side as you, Tom, but I'll be honest. Uh, I'm the guy who's yelling. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I would yell that only way I'd yell that is if I was at a, uh, uh, a show with that band that did bone on, 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 I'd yell. Yeah. At that show. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Anything else, my friend? I got a boogie. Not at all. Thanks so much for the good night, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. Final call. Final call coming up. Here we go. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. To whom am I speaking? Uh, This is Nate in Ohio. Nate in Ohio. What's going on tonight, Nate? Oh, it's just a nonstop party here. <laughs> are you uh, what are you serious or are you being uh you being a, a funny guy? I uh, yeah, I'm I'm being facetious. It's pretty quiet okay. here, actually. No, that's funny. A nonstop party. Yeah. Well, look, Nate, I want to go eat yeah. some food. <laughs> sure. I have no dinner. Sorry for being a little restless. Yeah. What do you got for me, my friend? Well, I'll make it quick. Um, I was relieved earlier when you said you'd like to um, change places with uh, Major Biden because I wasn't sure if uh, non-humans were fair game. Oh, you could you could do a Freaky Friday with a dog. You're going to end up being pretty weird, though, for 24 hours. People would be, like, if I did that, suddenly, if I did it on a Tuesday, the best show would be like... Right. It would just be like Major Biden inside me, like hosting the show, be like, I'd I'd listen to that. Why do you want to? What what animal do you want to change places with? Well, my animal is. um, I was thinking it would be interesting to change places with uh, Bart the Bear from the seminal film The Edge. Oh, that would be great. Because first of all, you get to meet Sir Anthony Hopkins, right? And uh, yeah. Sir Alec Baldwin. Has he been knighted yet? Yes, he was. He was knighted. Okay. Saturday knighted. That's the new. That's an American knighting. Is Saturday knighting? You where you get to do a character forty times. Yeah. So you'd be Bart the Bear. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Well, I just, well, first of all, I, I think it would be fun to, you know, run after and try to chomp like Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin for 24 yeah. hours. But what one man can do, another can do. Yeah. 
What I, one man can do, another can do. Yeah, that was a great I just movie. watched that film for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and I had no idea that that line that you had appropriated was from that film, so it kind of blew my mind when it came to that point. What one man can do, another can do. Say it. What one man can do, another can do. Again. What one man can do, another can do. Let's go get that bear. All right. And on that note, my friend, I say thank you to you for your great call. I tip my hat to you and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you for listening to the best show. Another fun one in the books. We're going to boogie. Say good night. And wish you all the best. And we will be back next week. And I appreciate everything from all of you. And I will leave you with what? A song? Better than a song. You know what I'm leaving you with. Right, Jason? You know. Oh, I know. Tom. Robert Fripp, waving to you from the cellar of our home here in Bredenborough, Middle England, to congratulate you on actually getting It Never Ends ended. And I would like you to know that I have pre-ordered it from Amazon here in England, and it may come out on July the 6th over there. It comes out here a month later. But I'm a patient man. Jason would like you to know how excited he is with your amazing book. And Jason is all over it. As my own personal thank you to you and your work, and to celebrate your book coming out, I would like you to invite you to the King Crimson Show in Holmdel, New Jersey, which is currently scheduled for Sunday the 5th of September. If that's no good for you, well, there's Philly on the 7th of September. And providing these go ahead, your name plus one will be on my personal guest list for those shows. So, look, lots of love, Tom. Congratulations and bless you for your work over the years. Cheers from Robert.